Anyone can talk football. Not everyone can do it East Coast style. The East Coast Gridiron Podcast, starting now. Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. This is going to be a little different because the audio got messed up during the live stream, during our intros, um, and we actually had a special guest in the house, uh, Bill or Shally Shellcross from uh, Wire to Wire Podcast was on the show. We had a blast, but uh, the audio is going to be a little messed up for the first 10 or 15 minutes here, and everything should be sorted out. So um, it's going to cut right into his segment where we're giving intros for him, so uh, hopefully you guys still enjoy the show. Sorry about the technical difficulties, and we'll see you next week. I can watch anything. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, baseball Baseball's obviously my passion. Uh, like I was telling you guys before pre-show, uh, I've, I've been playing since I was six years old. I'm um, still playing now. So uh, I love the game. I think it's the most beautiful game on earth. Um, can't tell me anything different. Uh, but I love football. Um, I'm a huge follower of soccer. It's funny you brought that up. Cottrell uh, uh, watches it too, so – we're going to have to twist James' arm here eventually and get it on the show, but that's right. That's that's gonna be like moving a mountain, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just give us five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's all we want. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with, with soccer, um, I don't know how much Rob follows soccer. I know yeah. Don, you you're not a big soccer guy, but not huge. No, um, one of my best <laughs> friends was Brazilian, so we grew up watching soccer all the time. And okay. one guy that I clinged on to is a lot of people get surprised when I say this, but Sergio Ramos has been my favorite player. Just stud. Yeah. A lot of people think he's dirty. I mean, oh, he's man. done some dirty stuff, which I can't condone, but <laughs> I think he just plays hard yeah. for the most part and people get their feelings hurt. So soccer players in general are a little bit dirty. It's a it's a it's part of the it's game. A, it's it is a part of the game. Um it's you know, he's he's been good for a long time. I mean he's he's good. towards the end now, but yeah. Um he is he's an all timer. I mean, he's in that discussion for Sure. You know, depending on where you want to slot him, you know, yeah. defensive midfield or, you know, anything like that. But he's he's a great player. Great player. He's been on a lot of winning teams, a lot of won a title. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that's enough football talk. Let's get to the football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So well, we... I got, let me throw this out uh, football wise based on something you said, Shally. Um, as far as competition goes. So, how do you feel about uh, Coach Sirianni with the rock, paper, scissors competition? <sighs> <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Here's here's the problem. Number one, our media is crazy. Yeah, uh, I you know, agree with heard, that. You've heard me and Gene and you know even Cottrell talk about it numerous times. Um, we used to bash Andy Reid for not talking enough. Yeah. We would get we got on Doug at the beginning because he didn't talk enough, and then when he got very blunt and talked a lot, we got on him for that. Um, yeah. And now we're gonna be all over him. We're gonna be all over Nick about this. So yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I think it's a little weird for sure, and it's a little bit corny, if that's the right word. Um, but he's just – he's a high-energy guy. He's an animated yes, he guy. Um, how that's going to translate to the team and the locker room, that remains to be seen. It's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting year in Philadelphia yes, with that team. Sure. Yeah, um, so it's – I mean, uh, we're going to get into that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't take all that to heart. I mean, like, every – coach meeting with a with a recruit you know leading up to the draft they ask the most ridiculous questions they just don't ever talk yeah. about it and he opens they up do. a little bit and gives a little insight <laughs> into like the thing he tried to trip up a college kid with that his agent didn't prepare him for 
and everybody rips him for it. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. And that's and that's what we do. I mean, if the the perfect examples in the last year and a half, two years with you know everything that's going on within the organization. Um, it's I, I get the point of it. Again, if, you, if you're sitting in front of a kid and you want to know how he reacts and breaks things down quick, you sure. throw stuff at him he's not expecting. Those kids all rehearse the same answers to the same questions every time they go into those rooms. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know. Gene, Gene, Gene hated it. I wasn't a big <laughs> fan of it, but you know, I, I do get where he's coming from and I, I do think it's weird, but again, you got to see if it works. That's right. I mean, if these guys are all out there and, rock paper scissors becomes a thing and whatever <laughs> i don't care i just want to win football games that's right and now if it if it does work then everybody's gonna be looking at him like he's a genius correct <laughs> well like i mean that, 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 with how, the crystal ball <laughs> you look at you look at how the city went you know with doug from the beginning wins the super bowl and how much they turned on him at the end right. and at the be- beginning he went for fourth down all the time like he was running crazy plays um you know and Everybody loved it. We won a Super Bowl. And then two years later, he's doing the same thing. And everybody's like, oh, he's the worst coach ever. Like, <laughs> stop going for four and fourth down. Punt the ball. I'm like, yeah, and the Super Bowl, he's going for fourth down, running trick plays, you know, critical parts of the game. You loved them. That's just what we do here. I mean, it sucks. You know, it's – and now getting into – kind of getting into this space and getting into this medium and really understanding how bad they really are, it's, it's kind of even more frustrating. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. For sure. Yeah. And I know we'll get into a little bit of – uh well, kind of Philly related <laughs> later, but yeah, the the whole Philly situation and, you know, I grew up in Baltimore, moved to North Carolina for a little bit, then moved up to here to Delaware and I landed myself in Eagles country, which is totally foreign <laughs> to me. And I've gotten to learn the ways a little bit, but ever since I've come here, it's been like, I mean, it's like strap yourself in because this place is going to be a damn roller coaster for sure. I've never seen anything yep. like it in my life. Well, uh, it's, it's actually chaos. the Florida State situation right now oh, is yeah. pretty rocky. <laughs> it sucks being a Florida State fan right now. They haven't been right since Bobby left. Uh, I disagree a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you are right because towards the end of Jimbo's tenure, it started getting real messy there. But uh, how do you how do you feel about Jimbo? I don't I don't know what it is about him. I hate him. Really? I I can't stand Jimbo Fisher. But I, I, I he, guess he's he's like the poor like poor man's like wannabe Nick Saban. I feel like everything he does in public is shtick, and it's like I I can't deal with him. Like he's so like he just he wants to be loved, and he has this like personality that I know he's not like that behind closed doors. I know he's not. So, it, now this might be a little controversial, but <laughs> I love Jimbo Fisher. But I guess it's because I paid attention to like when he was there. I was like a straight Florida State fanboy. Like I watched every interview. I mean, I watched every after practice interview with him talking and it just seemed like he really cared about the program up until those last couple of years. And I mean, you can go, you can go either way on, you know, how you feel about it, but up until you know, he got more money. <laughs> yeah. And he chased that old GM that we had yep. too. He, you know, yeah. he had a relationship there too. But I mean, the thing at the end of the day, I think Jimbo really wanted, he really wanted facilities for those kids and he felt like Florida state just wasn't doing anything. I mean, this is the first year that Florida state is talking about renovating our stadium. 
how old is Dope Campbell's stand? When's the last? Like, we need to update the hot dog stands there. Like, it's, it's so old. I, I, I hear that. I mean, because, I mean, Michigan Stadium went through that about five, six years ago. They dumped, like, damn near $100 million yeah, in that it was. thing. Um, and it's it's even bigger. And it's, it's awesome now when you look at it. It almost looks like, from the outside, like a miniature, like, old soldier field. Um, so it does. That stuff matters. People don't, you know, a lot of people overlook that. Like, when you bring a kid in to recruit, you know, the facilities, like, how fancy can you make your locker oh, room? Yeah. Like, how, you know, how nice is the indoor facility? Like, yeah, that stuff all matters. Like, yeah, exactly. stuff all matters to kids. It does. Yeah, and... You, you know what was really telling to me that a lot of and, and I never seen a lot of people talk about this and, you know, slice of how you want when Willie Taggart was with us. But for the booster club that didn't want to get together and raise the money to build these facilities, which they're now doing, have proposed that actually a couple of weeks ago to do. But all of a sudden, when this dude had a losing record in two years, they send him out and just so happened they get $13 million together to, to buy out his contract or however much it was. It's like, okay, are you guys serious right now? This is exactly what Jimbo was frustrated with. It's like you couldn't get behind yeah. him when we were winning. So, I mean, winning cures everything up until you're not winning. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's the that's the old saying. And then when he didn't, when he didn't care yeah. anymore, then everybody's like, oh, it's in Jimbo's fault. But yeah, I mean, you can everybody can slice it how they want. We really don't know what happened behind closed doors, but I think you know, yeah, he is in Nick Saban's shadow. He's just another one of those coaches that is going to get eaten up every year. But I think one of these years he's going to clip him with Texas A&M. It just comes down to how well <laughs> that the rest of those coordinators can recruit as well cuz he's going to need the help. That's a that's a big big mountain to climb, man. Yeah. As long as Nick Saban's there, we said it last show. I mean, yeah. he reloads teams like machine guns, man. It's he's an AK forty seven for uh, sure. Yeah, they they graduate, you know, fifteen, sixteen kids that all go in the first three rounds. And then you always think like, all right, this is the year they gotta take like a step back, and then they come back and they're better. Nope. Like I, I just it's it's seven one, more one, five star recruits. <laughs> exactly. One five star leaves and two more fight for the position. Like it's it's nothing you can do. And then he gray shirts people. So it's like it's it's wild, man. I mean, you're just until he leaves, that's just the way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yep. What's up, Gene? Thanks for coming through, man. You see, your, your boy had to jump in here and say, what's <laughs> up, Shally? <laughs> all right, so enough with Shally. We could interview you all day and talk all kinds of sports. That's why yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here because you're very opinionated. So this, this should make for a very, very interesting show. But, you know, yep. like a lot of people that, you know, we try to talk to, I like talking to people that can – actually make an argument and it's not always all opinion based because that drives me nuts i mean i'm not gonna get into it but you know having top tens and stuff like that gets a little wonky for some people but yep. <laughs> we'll move on to uh <laughs> we'll move on to the... up. <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> so the uh mock draft 3.0 so we did two before this shally i asked you for your for your mock draft and surprisingly everybody's is a little different this yeah. week oh yeah rob is the only one that didn't make any trades in his no yeah um which was very safe but i could i could see where yeah, you're coming I, from i played it safe yeah so for sure just starting off how i always choose the order is i just draw names in the hat and i just rotate it like a snake draft so apparently <laughs> it's me this week so i'll go first there um, you go. all right so for number one we got trevor lawrence of course um can you guys see that or is it too small? You might have to blow it up on your super screen. tiny. 
super tiny. All right, hold on one second. Let me get uh, I think our our camera is it still freezing? Am I frozen on you yeah. guys' screen? Yeah, you guys are frozen. All right, what about now? Am I good? There you go. You're good. All right, so cool. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going number one. That's, that's obvious. obvious. Nobody, Nobody has to really talk about that every single week. week. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going number one, even though he. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, this is another one. I gotta, I gotta ask you before we get past this. Yeah. Why do you think he's gonna be a bust? So Gene asked me this after the show last week as well. Yep. <laughs> I, I have to know. I don't know if you saw my video that I put out breaking down my top five quarterbacks, but it is the most dislike video that we have on YouTube because I said Zach Wilson is not even in my top eight, and people hate my guts for saying that, but I have reasoning. Um, I'm, I'm not far off with you on Wilson. I think. I think Wilson at oh, two is a mistake. You. Yeah, I think Wilson's a mistake at two. Yes, um, I agree. I I don't know how he's going to translate to that level of competition. He, I think I th- actually think out of the five of them, he has the highest bus potential. Oh, oh for sure. Sure. absolutely. Yes. And then did you, yes. did you see their schedule next year? How crazy it's going to be for them to win. Yeah. It's, it's not, not going to be easy for them. He would have benefited. I don't know if you might agree with me with this. He he would have benefited by staying in college one more year and going against that schedule. Just to see if he can put up the same stats he did last year. Because their schedule this year, I mean, mm-hmm. it losing the, the Coastal Carolina, I mean, they played in the Sunbelt Coast and everybody was playing in their division last year up until the people that played in the playoffs. So I don't see what he did that was so impressive, to be honest. The only thing I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with on that game was that game got scheduled – you know, in the course of 24 hours, and they were on a plane, and they were playing two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was no practice for that game. There was no game plan for that game. Um, and he and he still had the ball in his hands. You know, they came up a yard short. It was like the ending of the uh, Titans-Rams Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. still almost won the game. So uh, he, he played well in that game. He didn't play great, but he played good. Uh, Coastal Carolina isn't bad, man. I mean, it's they were one of the teams that, you know, a lot of people wanted to get a shot, you know, to, to play somebody, them in Cincinnati, instead of watching, you know, the same four teams play all year. So, yeah, a different conversation I, for a different day. But yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not saying, saying that Coastal Carolina was terrible, but to have the strength of schedule that they had was ranking like the 90s last year, still to me it was like, I mean, okay, good for Zach Wilson. But if you look at his first two years, it looked like he was playing scared for two years up until his junior and he wanted to let it rip. <laughs> So. The only thing that I heard that it, it does make you think, you know, it's, you know, everybody goes, all right, well, the level of competition that he's right. playing against, but you have to factor in the level of competition he's playing with, too. Yeah. Um, you know, Mac Jones, you know, you know, right. Fields, Lawrence, these guys are all playing with five-star receivers and five-star running backs. Zach Wilson's not. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I do think it all levels out. I think he has a chance to be good. Um, I just I think out of the five, he has the highest bus potential. Yeah, and to get into your Trevor Lawrence question real quick, so we can move on to to the top ten. Yeah, um, we need to know. So Trevor Lawrence, to me, just from what what I've seen in my analysis, is nobody talks about how slow his release is. It's super duper slow. It's not quick whatsoever. I think he's going to get picked off because of it. And then also, he. Doesn't really do well in the intermediate throws as far as his receivers to adjust to his, you know, his passes. He did that a lot. A lot of the downfield passes that he was making, especially to T. Higgins the year the year before, there was a couple highlights. I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch, and there's a couple highlights where 
T. Higgins was just snatching the ball away from people when they should have been intercepting. He was just that much better than a cornerback. But I just, to me, he just seems average when he plays. I know Gene is like, oh, he's better than Andrew Luck. I've never seen in my 31 years of life a quarterback that was better than Andrew Luck coming out of college. I mean, his first his first year, I was like, he's ready. Like, he's, he's good to go. If they draft him right now, he's good to go. But uh, I don't I don't hate Trevor Lawrence. I just don't think he is he's as hyped up as what people are giving him credit for. But do you think do you think he's gonna be a bust though? I don't know. I don't, no, I don't think, think he's gonna, gonna be a bust, but I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna. Well, I don't think he's gonna be Russell Wilson. You know, because Russell Wilson's like teetering on the brink of being great and amazing. Did somebody say he's gonna be Russell Wilson though? No, I'm just I'm just no, giving a comparison to like if you're ranking people based on how great they are, like Russell Wilson hasn't gotten to like that legendary status yet because he hasn't won Hall of Fame. He hasn't not Hall of Fame. He hasn't won the MVP yet. See, like last year he slouched off for a little bit. And that might be due to coaching or whatever. But well, he's got protection. Yeah, he's, he's just running for his life. Yeah, well, that for his that life. Too. Regular pass. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, that too. And you, you can tell he got frustrated and tired. I mean, by yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, I just think Justin Fields, like, with, and like I said in my video, I mean, Ryan Day said we got a lot of work to do in this kid. And he transferred from Georgia knowing that I got to pick up for Dwayne Haskins, who's probably the most amazing quarterback that Ohio State's ever seen. And then picking up the pieces there and almost going to two national championships. I mean, he was one pass away from going to two. So. Yeah. I think this class is super intriguing because I think, depending on what you want to look at, there's a stat that will put every single one of them at the top, and there's a stat that will put every single one of them at the bottom. Um, it's crazy. I mean, that's and it's. I mean, it's good for us for people doing what we're doing. Uh, the conversation's been great for the last month and a half as these kids have gone through um you know pro days and interviews and everything else yep. but there's there's a point you can make to draft every one of these kids and there's a point you can make to not draft every one of them and it's True. it's 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 crazy and i mean i'm 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 pumped for the draft because of it i think draft night's gonna be crazy i, I think, think it's, it's gonna, gonna be something, something crazy, crazy that happens like there's gonna be some crazy too. trade yeah. that happens and we're gonna yeah. be like what and one of these yeah. top five quarterbacks are gonna get stolen to a team that they <laughs> probably shouldn't go to and it's gonna be, i'll tell you one weird. i'll tell you one that i saw today that i Today is the first time I saw it. I know, and it might have been out there before, and I just hadn't come across it. There's a lot of people that think New Orleans is going to try to get up in the top ten or get up even higher because they want huh. fields. So well, that would be wild. They don't have any cap space, but they do have draft cap. That's true. They have draft cap. Dante, your hate for Trevor Lawrence is insane. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Who <laughs> uh, thought Russell Wilson was going to be Russell Wilson except maybe Pete Carroll? I did. And I saw it at NC State against Florida State in 2010. I was at that game, and he made a comeback on Florida State and had EJ Manuel throwing his helmet down, almost breaking it in half because he was so damn good. I saw that firsthand. I was like, I don't know who's kids, but he's going to be amazing. Then he transferred to Wisconsin and just – Toward the Big Ten. Up. Oh my gosh, he did. So just go down my list real quick. Zach Wilson at number two. Mac Jones number three. I think just from the consensus, I, everybody thinks he's going to go there. But I see the potential in, in Mac Jones. I think you can fix overthrowing your receivers. Um, uh, also, slight echo. Um, <laughs> Mac Mac is the uh, the the tr the you know the trigger 
for all these discussions with this draft. Um, I'm like you. I'm a little bit higher on than a lot of people. I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's got great in him, but I think he's going to be really good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of metrics. There's a lot of uh, numbers and, and stats that you know that back it up. I don't you know just like I don't think Justin Fields is a prototypical Ohio State quarterback. I I don't think Mac Jones is the prototypical Alabama guy either. Well, with no. the I mean to be honest, like I said in my video, when Mac Jones with the team that he had, if he would have did worse, then we all would have been like, well, he shouldn't have did, he should have did better. And he did more than what people were expecting him to do. So, sure. I mean, that's got to be credited for something. I, I agree. And I, that's what I mean. Everybody looks like everybody praises Joe Burrow for the year before. And I'm like, exactly. well, exactly. Joe, Joe Burrow was playing with three number ones too. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Mac Jones went out and broke his record. So what does that say for Mac Jones? Right. Like, you know, so I mean, the, the yeah. kid can play. I mean, I, again, I don't know if he's Hall of Famer or anything like that, but I'm I'm not. I I, I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I do too, I mean, for sure. The, the kid is smart. He gets the ball out super fast, and he's super accurate. Um, you're not going to go too wrong in the NFL with the, with those three attributes. Yeah, my number four, I got Justin Fields going to the Falcons just because of you know hearing that he's very coachable, and I think he would be good to sit behind. You know one of the most overrated quarterbacks i think of all time <laughs> Matt Ryan. oh man you're not you're not a maddie ice guy no I, i'll have to i have to show you some stats after we get done this live stream it'll oh, kind of amaze you right. of how him and jared Goff are the same quarterback but i'll move on <laughs> it's it's scary. a bold statement uh, no it's scary i'll show you it is oh, scary man. uh scary at number five i think they're just going to want to protect joe burrow i think they'd be stupid not yeah. to i Poor mean they got, got killed yeah they got the weapons there at wider receiver just just yep. let it ride and add another guy to that offensive line and if even if you guys go eight and eight with those ugly uniforms next year <laughs> it'll be all right they're better than their last ones though but they're still ugly they're just so they're so pigeonholed like i there's only so much you can do with that design like they have to go as long as they don't change they, the helmets those are the best helmets in the nfl the Bengals <laughs> next to the eagles those are the two best helmets in the nfl Kyle Pitts, I think the the Eagles are going to pull a trade, trade up to the Dolphins and grab Kyle Pitts. I think they would be stupid not to. <laughs> that's that's the pick they traded to move yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, is this, like, is, this is why I take Bassey's trade to yep. come right back I'm, into six. Yep, go, go right back. <laughs> and, and our dumb GM will give up more to get back up to six. No kidding. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Get the words out of my this, mouth. <laughs> this is what me and Gene are fearing next Thursday. He's going to have regret. You. We brought it up. We brought it up last in the show. Like, I'm assuming everybody's seen draft day. That's going to happen to us. That's exactly what's going to happen to us. Yeah. Like Miami, Miami's going up to six. They're either going to trade back with us again and get more from us than they gave us, or they're going to take our stuff, our picks, move back to probably nine or ten, and still get the guy they want and still keep our picks. And then we're <laughs> going to sit there at twelve and get. We're going to take somebody we shouldn't. I know we are. It's yeah. just going to happen. <laughs> I got Jamar Chase going at seven just just because of the potential. I, I everybody's saying he's the best wide receiver. I see it too from his you know his uh resume um that and I kid think, has just stud written all over him oh yeah. yeah and i think jared Goff, he would need he's gonna need somebody like that out there um it's gonna be a long year for jared jared sucks yes. <laughs> um trey lance i've been saying this forever i think if the if trey lance is there for the panthers 
the Panthers are going to be a couple pieces away from being the NFC South champions because I think Trey Lance's skill set and how aggressive that uh, Matt Rule is when he calls offensive plays, having CMC, now they got Curtis Samuel out there reuniting with his uh with his buddy and DJ Moore, and I think DJ Moore, we've been saying, is one of the most underrated wide receivers. That's going to be a fun team to watch on offense. It might be, it, it might be Cam Newton 2.0, but way smarter. Because Cam Newton used to get himself hurt for for no reason sometimes. Uh, Cam Cam Newton 2.0 would be disappointing then for mm-hmm. for what they're projecting him for. Yeah, um, but he's big and strong, man. I, I like to, and he he's up there as tied for number one in the best pro days that I've watched so far this off season. Um, Davis Mills, not a lot of people are talking about it, but he's making some noise, and I I think John Elway. Like his Stanford guy. This this might be one of those surprises of the drafts, man. Um, I watched some tape on Davis Mills last week, and he had came back in a couple different games after playing really terrible in the first half, and then just like, I mean, like transformed into an amazing quarterback. Uh, but Davis Mills has made some noise. A lot of people are talking about him. I think the Broncos might draft him right there, and then. With all the hype that J.C. Horn is getting, um, even though I think Patrick Sertain is mm-hmm. a sure bet, I think he's a day one starter out of all the players here in this draft. I think he's a day one starter that can make an impact. But I think how the Cowboys have always done, they see the hype in someone and they're going to draft J.C. Horn and then he's going to end up being okay. <laughs> and pa- and Patrick Sertain is going to end up being the like, defensive rookie yeah. of the year or something like that. The new Rebus That's Island. It. If Dallas gets screwed, I'm fine with it. So, uh, hey, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, Bill, I got you, I got your list up here next. All right, so we're going with Dante's favorite number one, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson, the Messiah of quarterbacks of college quarterbacks. The next, <laughs> the, you know, the next coming of Jesus for college, yeah, for pro, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> He's going one. Um, I think he should go number one. Listen. It's, it's one of those situations, if you take him, and Dante, you are right, and he's average, you, you still took the right guy at the right spot, and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't not take him. I don't so, blame him. I I, I, I yeah. don't blame him. His resume speaks for itself. I mean. Yep. It does. I, I just I mean, look at his intangibles again. more than that at this point mm-hmm. in time. The team he played on and all that, I just, that release is like, uh, it's hurting my side. <laughs> they'll fix it they'll work on it well, hopefully sure. <laughs> um number two you know again I, I don't agree with this pick but you know that's this is what i think they're doing i think they're going zach wilson yeah. um i think they should take fields but they're they're not going to do it their their gm is absolutely in love with zach wilson has been for a while apparently and um i mean i think that's almost a set of st- set in stone as trevor lawrence mike tannenbaum 2.0 right there <laughs> yeah it is it's exactly what it is uh number three san francisco taking mac um i don't know i don't know if this is the right pick or not i i i think mac can go there and be successful i think if justin fields is there you have to take him but you know all signs are still pointing that they're going to go to mac shanahan likes what he does thinks he fits his offense better. If that if that's true, I mean, it remains to be seen. I, I don't know what's going to happen. If you're going off his um, bill to work, you can't. I mean, you can't yeah. argue that. Maybe that's just what they're looking at. Hey, he did exactly what he did in college with, you know, with NFL caliber weapons. Maybe he might yeah. be the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Listen, you know, I, I said this too. I mean, 
you know, to some degree, they're putting their jobs on their line. You know, if if they if they traded up and gave away all this stuff, all these picks to get Mac, and he stinks, like one of them's gone. They're they're not both going to survive that. So, you know, Shanahan or Lynch are going to lose their jobs over that if he stinks. So, um, they they have to be pretty sure about him as a kid and as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta, I think Atlanta's going to stay put and take Pitts. I, I think he's too good to pass up. Um, hmm. I I do. You know, I think. The obvious, you know, alternative to this would be to take Fields and have your future quarterback. Um, the problem Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of the same problem that Philadelphia was in with Wentz. Uh, they still owe, you know, Matt Ryan like almost sixty million dollars. Um, and you're not, just and you're not gonna, him. Yeah, you're not going to draft Justin Fields to sit on the bench for two years. So you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're you would right. trade them, and their dead cap hit's going to be, you know, between twenty five and thirty, like Wentz's was. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to take Pitts. Um, and they're probably going to lose a lot of like 44 to 37 games because I think that offense is going to put up, yeah. you know, crazy points with Julio and, and Calvin Ridley and, and now Pitts. Um, yeah, who's going to stop that? The, yep. Yep. the defense is just going to give up more because they're terrible. <laughs> I'm predicting Julio's going to get traded halfway through the season. Listen, Julio's my boy. Julio's been my boy since uh, – Mine too. Since, uh, he is he's by far my favorite receiver in the league. Yeah. Um, and that's why I went in the fantasy league. But yeah. literally, he's let everybody else assassin, have him. Man, he's he's the one that doesn't talk a lot, doesn't celebrate a <laughs> lot. Just just do your job, hand the ball off, get back to the sideline, wait for the next series. Him, him and DeAndre Hopkins are, are very similar to me. They're they're just savages on the field. They don't talk a lot. You throw the ball, and they're going to catch it. If you're outside, if they're over the middle, if they're deep, there's no route they can't run. And if they get behind you, you can't catch them. So, I mean, they're just they're just different. They're underrated they're, they're that, runner, man. Yep. They are. They are just. They are in a different. They are the elite of the elite in the NFL. Those two guys. Yep. Um, and you throw Devonte Adams in there now too. Hmm. Um, five. I think this is the one that's that's a little tricky for me because mm-hmm. you know logic would say they would go they would go Sewell and protect protect Joe Burrow, but Chase is Joe's guy and Joe apparently behind the scenes has been lobbying for him. So yeah, I don't know if you uh, watched the um the interview with him and um Chris Collinsworth. I, he I did see it, to... and he kind of backed off it because I don't think he wants to make it look like right. he's he's influencing right. the pick, but I think he's He's smart, the though. Pick. Oh, yeah. I saw the smirk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does. He wants them. You know, it's uh, – I mean – I mean, you they, saw they're... how they were, you know, at LSU. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to not – you know, if they get Mixon back healthy, I mean, that's a good offense next year. That's a really good offense. It is. Um, yep. Their defense isn't terrible. I mean, they're, they weren't as bad as their record was last year. They were in a lot of close games. Um, I think I think they're going to take Chase. I, that's kind of where I've had them the whole time. And with the connection with Burrow, I think they're going to pull the trigger. Um, then we have fun. Um, <laughs> I think Denver trades up with Miami to get to get to get their quarterback. It's no secret uh, John Elway does not like Drew Locke. Um, he hasn't really had a quarterback since he's been there, you know, an actual standout number one guy. And if Fields is still on the still on the board there, I think LA gets it done and gets up and gets him. You know who Drew um, Locke reminds me of? He's like Mitch Trubisky 2.0. It's like one game he'll have an amazing game yes. and look great, and then the next game it's like he loses all his confidence for whatever reason. And you know what he does it? Depending on the opposite of what I bet on Denver. Every time. <laughs> if I bet against Denver, Drew Locke looks like John Elway Jr. Right. And if I bet Denver, he looks like 
somebody who's never played football before yeah. <laughs> never fails. Um, I think I, I think Elway. I think Elway's going to get Fields if he's on the board. I, I think he's too good. Um, John Elway needs that needs that quarterback that he can finally hang his hat on. Uh, he's had a bunch of good teams. He has a great defense still. They're going to get Von Miller back this year. That team needs to win because if not, it's you know as as much cloud as Elway holds in that city. Um, and I love him. He's he's my favorite player of all time. I grew up loving that guy. Um, my favorite player outside the Eagles. Sorry, most um, underrated yeah. wide receiving core. Think about it. They're going to have Cortland Sutton back, KJ Hamler, who's a beast too, and in the slot. and Judy, 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 and Noah Font. Oh, and nope. then they yeah. got Melvin Gordon who can catch out of oh, the backfield. Well, yeah. uh, that's crazy. Listen, Cottrell hates when I say this because Cottrell does not want him to fall this far. I keep telling him, I was like, if he goes to Denver, that's best case scenario for him. Yep. That kid goes there with all with all those weapons. That team, I don't know if they're going to beat Kansas City, but they're better than Oakland at that point. Then, if Justin Fields is what we think he is, that team is an absolute playoff team next year, hands down, no doubt about it. I would love to see Justin Fields go to Denver to succeed. That would be fun you know, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, uh, you know, and I told Cottrell, you know, it's at some point you have to get over the number in which they're drafted and the number by them. If you're going to go to a team where you're going to win, you're, you're, you know, that's all that matters in the end. You know, 10 years from now, if Justin Fields won two Super Bowls or goes to a Super Bowl, loses one, wins one, nobody cares if he's drafted sixth over <laughs> instead of three. They're going to make no. the, the damn kid won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that's all that matters. Yeah. And he's going to get paid. If he goes to Denver and succeeds, he's going to get paid there just like you would anywhere else. So I, I want the kid to go to a good spot. Uh, I think he, I, I think he's really good. And I hate talking about Ohio State players in a positive fashion. Um, but, <laughs> but he's really good. I mean, he, he he's really a Georgia guy, to be honest. That's yeah. what I, that was yeah. all most yeah. time. It's yeah. like, we've yeah. never seen anybody transfer to Ohio State. It's always been Ohio State gets the quarterback that they want. And, yeah. he, and right. he took a chance. He took and a you huge know, chance. And, and that's why, like, you know, all the media, you know, are comparing him to Dwayne Haskins. And, and, and that's the point that, you know, we bring up. He wasn't really an Ohio State quarterback. He came in from Georgia. So, I mean, that's not, you know, he wasn't he wasn't going. He didn't think he was going into that type of system. He was going to Georgia to play in a more pro-style offense that they run down there. And, you know, he's obviously capable of doing it. Um, he's got a great arm. He's accurate. He's, he's got to work with getting the ball out faster, um, his decision-making a little bit. But. I mean, you know, with the coaching staff they have there and, you know, John Elway's your, you know, your executive vice president. I mean, if you need knowledge, go, go talk to the guy. I mean, he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, so I got, I got Justin Fields going to Denver via trade Miami. Uh, after that, I got Bill, I got Billy B from New England trading up behind them um, with uh, Detroit. Because uh, Detroit's not going to take a quarterback there, so that's a perfect spot for New England to move up. Um, Tom Brady off the ante this year by winning the Super Bowl without Bill, yep. uh, kind of put an answer to that whole debate between the two of them, which one is, which one was the bigger piece. So Tom's down in Tampa laughing. So Bill's going to go get himself a quarterback. <laughs> wow, um, that's bold. No, I could totally see uh, it happening, hundred percent, definitely. Uh, um, I think he's going to go to Trey Lance. They got Cam under contract for one year. Whatever, whatever. I just think I see this is the one of those things I think makes too much sense for me, so it probably won't happen. <laughs> but you have Cam Newton under contract for one more year. Whatever system Josh McDaniels is going to run this year is what they're going to run with. They would run with Lance next year. You let him play. You play. You know. You let him sit, learn everything, let him develop, 
don't put any pressure on him. If Cam gets hurt, then you put him in a play. If not, he's ready for next year. Um, they have a bunch of guys coming back on the defense too that opted out last year. Right. They went out. They went out and got weapons. Um, the AFC East is going to be good this year. Okay. That, that 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 went from kind of like a one team division last year to all those teams are going to be really good. Miami's going to be better, assuming Tua keeps developing. Um, Bill needs a quarterback, and I think he's going to get him. Uh, Trey Lance could be scary under Bill Belichick. Um, you know, two or three years down the road, that could that could be a dynamite partnership. Uh, the Blind, people are not going to not going to play. Had a ten win team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, he's a better coach than what people give him credit for. Remember, he was getting dogged his first year, and then had those players buy in the second year. For sure. Come on, man. I like the way they played for them. Um, and, and Gene's even, you know, I'll give Gene credit. He's pointed this out before. Those guys played their hearts out for him, even when they were like two and twelve. Like those guys were playing hard. Like had a lot. And of they obviously they obviously lobbied for him behind the scenes because he came back. And you know, and that's the, sometimes you have to reward a guy like that. You have to reward a guy that's going to go through the rebuilding and you know take his lumps and you know take his losses. But when you have a locker room that's tight knit, that's going to play for a coach like that, you can't get rid of a guy like that. You can't. Yeah. Um, and he's a good coach. He's a very good defensive coach. Um, they just they have to hope that two is the guy because if he's not, I, then, then you're you're in a little bit of trouble. I, I made a bold prediction. Yeah. I said that Tua. Is gonna be better than what people give him credit for. And Brian Flores is trying to smack him in the face and say, We're gonna put Ryan in to get your ego down and yep. we're gonna make sure you do this the right way. And I, a lot of people don't understand that, but if you're a good coach, you know that you have an asset and you just gotta knock him down a pig. Well, I'm telling you, he's gonna come out and have a great year. I think there's something in that. Um, I think he has the tools to be good. I do. Um I, you know, I I still think he might be a bust. I it's I haven't seen enough yet. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't root against any of these kids. But um, if he gets hurt, yeah, he's a bust. Well, he ain't coming yeah, back. Yeah. Time. <laughs> I, I, mean. th- I, th- I think he got – he just, he just you know, rocketed to the right direction coming in that championship game that year, throwing the walk-off touchdown pass. Um, then he played the next year, played, played pretty well. But, again – you know, he got hurt and then he was done. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know if anybody knows really what he is yet. Yeah. Brian Flores does, obviously. So yeah. they didn't trade him like everybody said that they were. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then I have Carolina moving back one, obviously. Um, I think they have Penny Sewell. Uh, be solidify that offensive line. It's going to protect whoever you have, you know, at quarterback. Uh, it's going to make it CMC even better. Um, I think that's a no-brainer for them at that point. I don't, I don't know if you could pass up. Uh, um, yeah, if, if he drops that far, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a generational tackle at that point. Um, Cottrell, Cottrell's comparable to him is Orlando Pace, and I think that's spot on. I said that I a few weeks could, ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think he could be that. So, I mean, if he's there with the weapons you have, I mean, it, it's a no-brainer for them. So, I think they go Penny Sewell. Yeah. Dolphins will move back to nine. Um, Trade with the trade with Denver, and then I think they get I think they get to another weapon. I think they go Devonta Smith, uh, old Alabama connection. I had um, him in my first mock draft. Him, yeah. him going to my yeah, which you know, which again screws us. So you know, not, <laughs> not only they get more picks, then they got more picks from you know from Denver, and now they're going to trade back and take our guy anyway. So it's like a double kick in the nuts <laughs> for Howie. So well, if they do that, know. Don, remember you were saying we had a discussion last year on 
who won the draft and you said that the Dolphins won a draft last year and well, absolutely I mean and look, and look it worked <laughs> like yeah <laughs> even though they didn't make it he still won 10 games yep no yep. they, they they had an absolute great draft last year yeah um, and, then, and then Dallas I got Dallas taking Sertain from Alabama yeah. uh, I think Jerry's probably going to want to do something crazy there but their defense is atrocious. It it's is awful. Yeah. Um, they have to get a guy that can do something on the back end. Um, their defensive line is not terrible. Their linebackers are okay if they're healthy. Their secondary is just trash. Um, yeah. They need to get a guy. So I'm going with Sertain, and we'll see. see yeah, what I can see them doing something crazy in their defensive scheme, like move him to safety every once in a while just to see because he's so you, big and, big and strong, man. Did you steal that from me and Cottrell? Because we were talking about that last night. Well, I heard I you guys talking about a safety, but I, I actually mentioned that to Don a couple of weeks ago. I was like, he's so big like a safety that yeah. he's going to be one of those yeah. guys later in his career that it's just going to be natural when he slows down in speed yep. just to move right over. And he's just going to be crunching. I, I 100% agree. I think that's yeah. where he ends up, actually. I think they're going to do exactly with him what they did with Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think he's going to play corner for a couple of years, and then he's going to go to safety. And I think he'll be a really good safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Don, what, what was your list? Okay. Well, I'll buzz through this because a lot of the good stuff's already been said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the obvious Trevor Lawrence going number one to the Jags. Jets are drinking the Kool-Aid and taking Zach Wilson at two. Now, here's where mine differs a little bit. I hear all the Mac Jones talk, but as I said the past couple weeks, with giving up the number one picks they did, I have to justify that, and I, I would justify it by taking Justin Fields at, at number three. Mm. Um, Falcons, I have them going Kyle Pitts, trying to uh, build up an offense there for Arthur Smith. You got Ridley, Jones, throw in Pitts. You know, like Shally was saying, they're going to score points but lose games, but yeah. That's 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 what it's going to be like. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. Yes, exactly. Be big in the dome. Yep. Yes. And and I I finally got off Sewell going to the Bengals, and I was thinking the same thing. I think Chase is going to go there. I think the Burrow connection. It's not is, a bad pick. In reality, you know? it's not no. because you're hoping yeah. that Joe you hoping that Joe Burrow and his connection will be better than them just drafting an offensive line, yep. right? And then Correct. doing that the next year or making a huge trade for somebody that can help them out. But if you well, got the I, offensive firepower and the only thing that's lacking is your offensive line, psh, just trade for somebody. They're going to have and, enough and, money to do it. You know, also, how many quarterbacks do we hear saying nowadays that, you know, the front office doesn't listen to them and the brass doesn't listen to them? If, yeah. if, they, if they listen to Joe Burrow here and take Chase, man, that sets a precedent. Mm. It really does. It would be fun to watch. It's a great yeah, point. I, I have the Dolphins taking uh, Panesol at this point, a dropping one spot from where I had before. It's not bad. And then here, here's the uh, trades I have. I got the Broncos stepping up to seven to get a quarterback, and I have them going with Trey Lance. Um, I think I – I don't know, man. I just I, – I like him there. I like him in that that atmosphere. So – I mean, Mac Jones, unfortunately, didn't hit my list, and he, he does belong there. But these other teams, I think they're just picking other players at this point. Uh, at eight, I got the Panthers going with uh, Slater. Didn't have that before. But I don't know I think why he's were... dropping like so low. He's clearly the, the better yeah. 
like right yeah. under Panay Sewell. I don't know why, exactly what people are saying. I think, about him. I think they're looking at Sewell, and when he gets taken there, I think they're just going to go with the next best, and they're going to go Slater. If Sewell's not in this draft, and as good as he is, I mean, Slater's a number one tackle pretty much in almost sure. every Absolutely. every other year. I mean, he's he's very good. I mean, then, he might be stronger than Panay Sewell, just like moving people yeah. out of the way. And a lot of people don't give him credit for that just because he's like Panay Sewell's hands are so fast and his feet are so yep. fast compared to Rashawn Slater. But he's going to be, I think Rashawn Slater can end up being like somebody like Joe Thomas, who wasn't really yeah. fast, yeah. but he yeah. was just damn strong and didn't yeah. let anybody get through. This Joe Thomas's cool. technique was perfect, though. And, that, and that's exactly. the thing you see, you see with Sewell. Um, he he's got quick feet. He's still strong, but he's quick feet. He's light on his feet, yeah. and super. he can move. And his technique is flawless. Like he's just yeah, super balanced. He's yeah. He's probably he's probably like the no doubt like surefire thing in this draft for sure. Even over even over the quarterbacks over Pitts and oh Chase. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Panesul yeah. and P- Patrick Pitts, Sertain. Yeah, Pitts is the next closest oh, yeah. thing I think. There's there, there's four guys you could argue in my opinion. It's Pitts. So mm-hmm. I think Chase is one of those Chase, guys. Yep, yep. And I think and I think Michael Parsons. I think those are the four guys for me that are surefire going to be great NFL players. Yeah. Can't argue yeah, that. I like that. Good list. Cottrell said he uh he said he can get down with your list and Gene said Justin Fields is going 3. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh god, here we go. Put it on the board right now. <laughs> All right, uh finishing up, I got the Lions on the other end of that trade. Uh, Devonta Smith is going there. Feel bad for the kid going there to have to play with Jared Goff, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> and then uh, Cowboys, yeah, I, I have them with Sertain as well. That that's I know Bill was saying his four, but my number one is Patrick Sertain, like just making an yeah. impact. He's probably five on your list, Bill, right? If you had to name five short <laughs> bets, <laughs> he's he's in that discussion. My problem is it's it's kind of like the same thing as like quarterbacks from Alabama like they you, you never n- really know what they are when they get in the league because they they never have to cover for more than two seconds at Alabama you know it's <laughs> it's very true yeah because they're five-star defensive line linebackers are sacking the quarterback by then so you know it's uh, my, my I think he's again I think he's kind of like one of the ones got to buck the trends he's big he's fast he has good ball skills yeah. um he's he's you know he comes from you know an NFL family so um, you know, I, I, yeah, he's going to be really good. I mean, again, he's going to, he's going to go to Dallas, which automatically means he's going to be good. He's going to kill us. I'm sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, yep. you know, it's, it's, that's just the way it's going to work out. So Don, I have a question for you. If sure. you know I, you didn't have Mac on your list, so yep. where do you think he falls to that? Because in my obvious answer is another thing that I think is kind of scary, but well, I, I kind of, this is where I'm on board with a Patriots move at this point yeah. a- after 10. Yeah. I think, I think they come up and grab him there. You the same thing I do then. Perfect. Yep. Cool. Rob, we'll go ahead and get into your, right, man. Yours is pretty so I actually pretty took sweet. a, the bold move of not having any trades in the first round. <laughs> it's um, quite possible. No, no, I, I think, I, I think a lot of guys like it's, it, there's a number of opportunities, especially between six and 10 for, teams to shuffle and you know somebody to come up out of nowhere again like the patriots to come up and grab somebody mm-hmm. but yep. i i think a lot of these teams are kind of kind of stand pat and take the guy that's there um so for me i mean the same one two lawrence and then i've been saying it for weeks the jets are going to jet 
you know, everybody thinks it's a mistake, but they're sold. So Zach Wilson, number two, um, I, I'm drinking I'm, a Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with like, you know, the 90% trend of Mac Jones ends up in San Francisco. Right. I, it, it's where all the talk is. I got a hundred percent. See them taking fields instead. I, I mean, I, I don't think they're totally sold. But I think they're probably ninety percent there. On this is why chance. it surprised me that that Don put Justin Fields at number three because yeah. he's such the the yeah. analytical guy. But it looks like he took some of that. I yep. see on I see on tape what I see, and exactly, I'm just going by the potential. So yeah, I, like hey. I said, I put myself in in the brass of the Niners, yeah. and what what am I, how am I going to justify sure. giving up all those picks? I I can't yeah. do it with Jones, but I can Look, with yeah. looking at the ceiling versus the you know? floor, maybe you know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a, a bigger window there with Fields, so. It, yeah. I get it. Um, I do think Atlanta doubles down and doesn't take Matt Ryan's replacement this year. They they want to add a weapon to that team. I, I don't know if it's the right idea or not. It's not. In my but... in my last mock draft, I had them replacing him. I, I took quarterbacks right. the first four picks a couple weeks yeah. ago. I, 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 I have since changed my mind, uh, and I don't think Atlanta's going to do that. I think they're going to take Pitts because he's there. And yep. it, it's the the best thing. And it's so, it's and like again, our list. It's like you yeah. can't blame any. You can't of blame these them for doing it because it's no. just yeah. like yeah. That's it, right. I see what it, I see. He's that good, and I do think if, since since it's good. Yeah, if you pass on a kid like that, and yeah. then he ends up being exactly. a Hall of Famer, it, like a <laughs> generational tight end that, and they, you'll start sounding like Eagles fans. Yeah, like like you get killed. Like, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember we could have had Kyle Pitts. Yeah, me yeah, too. me too. It's like what you guys were talking about. Remember last when night we traded the... down out of six for no reason? Like, exactly. like you guys were talking about the Steph Curry comparison, and he ends up being amazing. And then it's like, yeah, that, well, every team that dude ends up looking Steph. like an idiot. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so moving on, I got Panay Sewell going to Cincinnati. I just think they watched Joe Burrow get killed. Yeah, and they think you know, and they do have a receiving core there. That's what I I'm mean, going off. They, of. they they've got weapons around him. They just got to keep him standing up. I mean, and I think you know, it, and you'll see it a lot around the league. Like if you have you know the quote unquote generational tackle with a franchise quarterback, and those guys are relatively the same age, they can play ten years together. I mean, you saw it. I mean, like it's not a great example, but I mean, John Runyon and Donovan McNabb. He came in. He didn't start with the Eagles, but. They spent, you know, the better part of a decade together, mm-hmm. and it, it, I, I could see a similar situation happening in Cincinnati that they get, you know, their anchor to protect Joe for as long as he's going to be there. Um, I just think it makes again too much sense for them not to take him. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's going to make, uh, you know, it it it, it it's going to make Joe Burrow cry because his buddy's going to go down to Miami <laughs> at the next pick. Um, they they're they're sold on Tua. They believe in him. Uh, I think they're right. I think he can, you know, as long as, again, if he stays healthy, knock on wood, he he could be the guy in Miami. So they're going to bring him some weapons. Um, right. And I think he and Chase are going to have a great time down there. I mean, they were a 10-win team, but that division, like you said, Bill, is going to be crazy. Jamar Chase like, and Devontae, Devontae Parker's underrated, too. Yeah. And he's a true yeah. he's a true why. Yeah. And, well, now that, yeah. Yeah. Now that he has other other people around him, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then um, having Jamar Chase there at the X man, yes, that would be crazy to watch. Yeah. So and, it's going to be a showdown. Gillespie. There. I mean, that he's mm-hmm. he's yep. he's he's a top ten tight end for sure. That's so a yeah, statement, but that's true. <laughs> it, it's just a matter of can they get through that division to get to yeah. a playoff spot. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bills are still going to be good. I mean, Josh Allen's still going to keep progressing too. 
So, I mean, it, and yeah, I really look for the Pats to be back in a big way this year because they're getting all those guys back that opted out yep. and their tight ends that they picked up. You know, like they, they reloaded in a big way. So yeah. Yeah, the, the, the division's going to be so, something. Before you get to your seventh division, when I made the graphic, I was like, really i could see this happening and if this happens this would be i mean i'd be screaming yeah. on thursday De detroit <laughs> let me put this this way detroit should trade out of this pick correct because they have no reason to do this but i could 100 percent see them doing it because if he's detroit there. gets justin fields and it's gonna, gonna ruin Matthew him stafford 2.0 well it, it's gonna be well crazy. that's the thing they're gonna bring in jared goff and then graduate him to you know, primary clipboard holder by the second or third game. <laughs> like he might not make it out of training camp. No, Jared Goff is not I'll getting. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what's he, gonna happen. He's, he he's might, not getting captain status. He might he not drafted. make it out of training camp if they draft Justin Fields at number seven. If they take Fields at seven, the most fun part about this is there's about a million. Michigan fans that are going to have to start rooting for Justin Fields. No kidding. <laughs> the OSU guy walking into Detroit. <laughs> walking into Detroit. Which is like, yeah. which oh, is I love it. 15, 20 yeah. minutes away from Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. That is, that will be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Listen, if, if this, if this, if this breaks down the way Rob, Rob says it's going to, I don't know if you're Detroit, your phone's going to ring off the hook. I don't know how you pick there. No kidding. Um, yeah. I, I could a hundred percent see them trading out. Everybody if, he, if Fields makes to. it to There's, seven. Somebody's going to pay you a King's ransom to get there. So you it, get just the fields. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you're going to get all their future first rounders. And that team's not going to compete this year. You, you have to no. take, you have to take those picks for the future. Yeah. yeah I think, um, I think Detroit, I mean, to be honest, it, Detroit should punt. But I could see this happening just for kicks, you know. Listen, let's. I mean, hey, Detroit. Detroit's not real good at this either. So no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, again, the, might, like, the Lions are who they are, or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Detroit has to be looking their chops going yeah. into this draft. Yeah, and hoping, hoping you know certain things. If but if it breaks the way you did, sure. Um, yeah, they, there's going to be three or four teams that are going to be pounding down that door for that pick. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, oh, for sure. And so, same thing at eight. I could totally see Carolina trading out of their pick. Like I but, said, that would be but again, freaking fun I, to watch. If they, if they draft Trey Lance, you're going to see another recently acquired Sam Darnold get graduated the primary clipboard holder <laughs> by the second or third game. And he might not make it out of training camp. Thank you. Like again, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't two, know about that like, one. I don't know about that. I, one. No, so I'm I mean, with you. I, and I was the one. I, I, Dante, I'll tell you, I'm the one that's still on the fence of defending Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in the, I'm like the one in the wait and see camp. So thank you. I, I, I don't think he's complete uh, garbage you? yet. I, like I, he, he I, hasn't I, gotten no. a chance. Um, so we'll, we'll actually talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I, again, they're gonna be beating down the door if Trey Lance is there at eight. Somebody's gonna want that pick. <laughs> they should be picking somebody else. But I could totally see them doing it because he's there. I, yeah. I, it's just. He's there, yeah. You know? And so I look at it that way, you know. So, so it is. And I can see your number nine high five and Justin Simmons all season. Uh huh. <laughs> That'd be crazy. John Elway shocks the world. All the quarterbacks that he was thinking about are now off the board. He didn't manage to trade up. Everybody hung up on him. But this is a spot that they're struggling in. Exactly. They they need they need a corner, and you know. It would be the smart pick to make at that spot. 
for me. If he gets drafted down, I'm buying you a Big Mac. I'm telling there you, you go. <laughs> Put it on the board right now. I mean, they they franchise Simmons, I believe, so he's coming back. Yep. Um. I uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if all the quarterbacks are off the board, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves back here. Um. Yeah, again, between six and ten. Pretty much any of these guys could punt their pick. I mean, yeah. I, I could see Miami taking their pick, so maybe seven, eight, or nine, like any of those three. But or, it, or yeah, does, build for the future. Does, but yeah, or does does Elway shock the world and take back? Yeah, is, is it's it possible if he's there. Yeah, sure. That's a prototypical John Elway guy right there. To oh, be sure. to be yeah. honest with you, minus, minus the arm strength, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he has too much arms sometimes. But like I said, that could be in my in my rant. That could be corrected. I'd rather you overthrow and not cause an interception, than be right. Zach Wilson and have your receivers adjusting and throw twenty interceptions in five games. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. Um. So yeah, uh, with Sertain off the board, um, I have Dallas going O line. You know, they they got to protect their brand new shiny investment in you know brand new reconstructed ankle Dak Prescott. And Zeke, we yep. saw what he looked like without an offensive line in front of him. That, so if see, they have a chance yeah. at putting a studded tackle to reshore up that line, I mean, you think about the Cowboys of the past. I mean, they've always succeeded because they've had dominant O-line. I was ready for you like, to talk about and these that's bottom how they wore, man, because that's yeah. exactly what was my reason why Rashawn Slater was there. I was like, yep. not only is Dak coming back and you want to build that offensive line back up, but Ezekiel Elliott needs an offensive line. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, Jerry Jones is still pushing the button. Well, yeah. So I, it, even oh. though their defense is a Them fingers don't get tired of writing checks, though. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he could still decide that offense is the best place to go with this number 10 pick. He's like, nope. Yeah. I, I want to clear the path for Zeke and, and make sure Dak stays upright this season or, and going the key, forward. The, the, the key to that pick will be Tyrone Smith. If yep. he's going to come back and they think he's yeah. going to be healthy, I don't think there's any shot they take him because they have a ton of money investing in that offensive line already. Um, That's one thing that I can't point. say the, the Cowboys have done, though. The most important position on the field is the offensive line, and they made yeah. sure that that line was like a yeah. well-oiled machine. And you saw but, what that offense did with Zeke with them. Sure. Like, they, I, I mean, they were hurt. Like, they were banged up they all year. They were real bad year. banged up, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what that line is. If they're all healthy, I mean, again, it's one of the best in football yeah. if they're all healthy. Yeah. I mean, um, you look at it like a, a Lane Johnson situation. He moves to right tackle. You know, and, it, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, Gene. Listen, uh, if they take him, I'm fine with that because that means their defense is going to be trash. Gene asked us, and real quick, we'll go through. Um, he said, "Who was who's our like best two quarterbacks that we would pick, one and two? Um, I'll go ahead and start. I obviously say Justin Fields is my number one, and then my number two is Mac Jones. Rob, uh, for me, I'm I'm. Wait, we're saying best quarterback, best two, yeah. Like who would you who would you put in, one into in, in the draft? Would I would like go a big board? I would go Fields and then Lawrence. I, I Lawrence. think Trevor's right there. Yeah, okay. one and one a. Bill, I'm Lawrence then Fields. Okay, yeah. Don, uh, Rob beat me to it. I'm going <laughs> Fields Lawrence. Okay. That's fair. All all of those picks are fair. I like it. All right. And then uh next topic that we got. And I don't know why my camera keeps freezing, but I'll reset that real quick. But uh anyways, <laughs> we got the uh... the best free agents available um in the draft. What happened? The comments up there. 
Oh yeah, I was playing around with something. Like, I yeah, got the comments gotcha. on it. That's cool. Yeah, I'll get that working next time. But I was playing around with something, and eventually it showed up here. So that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, the best NFL free agents that we got available, we picked three each. Um, I'm sure we won't be on this topic for very long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yep. it it was fun to see who everybody picked. But we all pretty much picked similar people. Just sure. probably based wow. off of their history, um, and what they've done in the league so far. So I got Bill go ahead and and starting out. Um, my top three, I have Antonio Brown, obviously, uh, you know, you watched him last year. He still could play at a very high level. Um, if he, if he signs with a team where they're a wide receiver away or something, he's still, a, a, you know, I think he's the biggest difference maker left to be signed. Um, he obviously brings a ton of baggage with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, again, he's, he's still playing. He's, he's at an elite level wide receiver still. And he showed that last year. Uh, if he if he can go to a team with a good quarterback, you know, and like I said, where they're a weapon away or something, he's absolutely a difference maker for me. Um, so he's one for me. Um, next is Justin Houston from Indy. I don't think he's leaving Indy. Um, I think yeah. they're just waiting. Yeah, I just think they're waiting to figure everything out, and then they're going to sign, you know, decide mm-hmm. how long they want to sign him for. Because I do think they're going to go DN in the draft. Uh, I think they're going to take the kid from Miami. Um, but he's again, he's he's had a great. He had a great year last year, you know, with on a very, very good defense. Uh, I don't think they let him walk out of there. They have a, a gazillion dollars left to spend under the cap. So I think he stays. Um, and then the last one was like a tie for me because I think they're guys that are kind of in similar situations. I had Melvin Ingram and then Richard Sherman. Um, I think they both can play. I think Ingram's probably got a little bit left in the tank more than Richard Sherman does because I think he can get away with um, being a little bit slower maybe than Sherman. Um, I think Sherman's going to have to change the way he plays. But again, I think in the right situation, both those guys can still be very, very impactful on the right team next year. Uh, Melvin Ingram has pretty much been hurt, you know, two out of the last three years. So he's not, he's not going to be as old as his age looks. Uh, I think he's a lot left in the tank. Uh, He could be a difference maker again, same kind of thing. He goes to a defense that's going to use him properly. He's, he's a very good player. Uh, And Richard Sherman, I think, I think Richard Sherman maybe has a year left. Um, And I think he wants to go to a team that's a contender. Um, Obviously a very good locker room guy, very good teammate. Um, Curious to see where he ends up. Uh, But those were, you know, my top three slash four. Nice. Not bad. Catherine Mathers in the chat. She said Antonio Brown is hers. Yeah. (laughs) Or where are you saying Antonio Brown? Like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don, we got you next. All right. I like the way these graphics look this week. Yeah. I did something yeah. a little different. They look they look pretty good. I'm hyping well, I myself started, up. <laughs> <laughs> I started off with Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers. Been with the Steelers since 2015. He has played all 16 games every season. 1098 snaps, only four penalties, has only allowed three sacks. He is 33 years old, but I think he can still be a contributor, and I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for him to actually go back to the Steelers, but we'll see. I I, I think he's a good player. I mean, if it's Ben's last year, that's not a bad pick. Bring him back just to – I mean, Ben's going to need all the protection he needs. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) He's getting slower and slower every single year. It's looking like a whole sloppy Joe sandwich on the field. He's on the statue status at this point. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, second, I, I, I know he's been injured. I know he went to a new team. 
but but I got Todd Gurley, and the reason I got Todd Gurley there, I mean, he wasn't used a lot last year. 195 rushes, 678 yards. He only averaged 3.5. Did have nine touchdowns. He's only missed eight games since 2015. He's only 26 years old. Wow. I'm I'm looking for the Falcons, assuming they take pits. I'm looking for Arthur Smith, who's used to having, you know, Derrick Henry, to use Gurley a little more often than he was being used. I think this is going to be an up year for Gurley. So I'm kind of surprised the Falcons haven't uh, brought him back yet. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. They money. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in high school, man, me and my dad saw Todd Gurley in high school. Oh, play, wow. And it was like he was used everywhere. He was mm-hmm. damn near playing every <laughs> position but kicker and punter. I mean, he was that good. Sure. So. I mean, he was he was great until till the knee, man. Yeah. I mean, like yep. you're dying. You Started brought up a great point. He's, he, he's 26. I yeah. think that that knee is probably like 35, though. And that's <laughs> exactly uh, the, the oldest 26 yeah. year old you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, they tried to use him as little as possible at Georgia, but they yeah. it's like they knew because if you yeah. looked at his stats, it was like 12, 13 rushes here for 150 yards and three touchdowns, yeah. and like, they yeah, they probably knew something. It was crazy. Yeah, I think it, it would have to be a right circumstance for him to to have an up year. But, you know, uh, I think if he did stay in Atlanta, I think it could happen. Uh, my last one is K.J. Wright. Um, Seahawks since 2011. Now, once again, he's crossed that 30 threshold. He's 31 years old. But uh, last year, 82 tackles, two sacks, and an interception. Um when Seattle drafted uh, Jordan Brooks in the first round of the of last year's draft, they kind of were thinking that you know maybe KJ's not not there, but he had career high numbers in 2019, mm-hmm. and then he backed it up with another stellar year last year. So I think they they kind of realigned their linebackers a little bit last year with uh, Jordan Brooks, but I I think he's I've, once again I think this is another one that should stay where he's at with Seattle, and I think he's still having productivity kj wright is probably the most underrated line outside linebacker in the league for sure he did a lot and was asked to do a little bit yeah that's because it's because who he plays next to yeah Um, (laughs) it's uh it's crazy don don i'll be honest he was he was my next guy on my list i love that okay i I almost put kj on my list uh and i do agree with you i think he goes back to seattle yeah, and Seattle's known to cool. do that. Yeah, let them test yeah. the waters. Yeah, let them test the waters, and if nobody grabs them, then they grab them right back. I mean, you'd be yeah. dumb not to. I mean, you yeah. know what you're going to get with KJ. Now you just have to consider his age and yep. hopefully draft somebody that's able where where he's not playing all four four downs and somebody to come in and just be that fourth down guy for him because he's, yep. he's going to get the job done. Uh, Rob, who you got on your list? All right. Well, mine looks very similar to Bill. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Richard Richard Sherman's 33 now. I mean, prior to last year, he'd missed 10 games in nine seasons. So, I mean, he's coming off, you know, or, or only playing five games last year. But yeah. he, over his career, he's been pretty reliable. It's just he needs to prove that he can still do it, basically. He's obviously lost a step. Um, word on the street is uh, Robert Sala is trying to get him to come to New York. But 
if he's got one year left, he's not going to the Jets. Like it, that would be the sentimental thing to do. Everybody's but, just going to compare him to Darrell Reeves. Yeah, but there's the, the, there's no way he's putting on the Jets green next year. I, I think that's a pipe dream. I, I, I mean, it, it's out there uh, again. I, like if he really, in you know, he was his boy. You know, it's possible, but he he might also be a fit for Gus Bradley and the Raiders. I could see him going there. Um. But I do think he's got at least one year left in him. But this is going to be, you know, again, that prove it one year contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's all he's got. You know, yeah, it, I, I think this is it for him either way, yeah. to be honest. But yeah, that's just if he walks off on his under his own terms or tries to scrape back together for one more year after this. We'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, he's getting close to the end for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, Mel, Melvin Ingram, uh, totally agree. I mean. He only had he only played seven games last year, had ten tackles, you know. So he, he was dealing with a nagging knee injury that he missed time, came back, and then re-aggravated it that put him on IR for the rest of the season. I mean, he did play sixteen games in four of the prior five seasons. You know, he had forty three sacks over those five seasons prior to last year. So you know, he was definitely you know a productive guy, and I do think this is another one of those situations where the Chargers are going to let him test the water. And then bring mm-hmm. him back at their price. I mean, he's played the whole his whole career with San Diego and now LA. Mm-hmm. You know, one right. one of the one of the few guys that you know made the move. Um, yep. He did visit uh, with Kansas City last month, but left obviously without a deal. So I mean, if his price drops more, you might see you know Casey make an offer. But I think he ends up back with the Chargers. And then uh, Antonio Brown. Obviously, this is another one of those high ceiling, high floor, just based on his past. I mean. He could still do it. I mean, he's 32. Obviously, he's not a, a kid anymore, but uh, I think Tampa has been hanging on. I mean, they brought back all 22 of their starters, and he was like the 23rd starter, basically like the third receiver, if you want to call him that. I mean, they were waiting for this legal issue to settle out, and his it, his it he settled his suit out of court this past week. Um, So I could still see him going back to Tampa Bay as his thir- as a third or fourth option. That's where he wants to go. Uh, it's just a matter of working the money out. Um, of all things, I I wrote this down because I thought it was funny. Skip Bayless could see him joining Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah, as, an, as Mahomes an, as has too many weapons already. Another oh, weapon. Yeah. yeah, just give him just give him one more. Um, I mean, Reed is the king of the, of second chance guys. He'll he'll bring anybody in after any issue. So yeah, I just don't see that happening. I I think he's going to end up back oh, in yeah. Tampa. I yeah. think he stays at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a similar list, the same exact list as you, Rob. Oh, wow. <laughs> but let me start with Melvin Ingram first. <laughs> so the thing about Mel- Mel- Melvin Ingram, I think they're going to bring him back to the Chargers because it obviously didn't work out in free agency where they got a linebacker, and they're too far down in the draft to even get Micah Parsons um, unless they trade up and try to get him. But I don't see that happening. Um I think if Michael Parsons is there, the person that's going to be in place to take him is going to take them. I mean, sure. generational talent, right? But if he's healthy, then him and Joey Bosa are going to have a good time again. Yeah. Um, right. You know, as long as his knee is all right, he's not going to be that sideline to sideline guy, but he doesn't have to be. He does. He really doesn't have to be. Um, Richard Sherman, there's a reason why he still has the most interceptions since like 2013 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows his man-to-man skills are probably not the best, but I mean, everywhere he's gone, they've catered to him and had him play man coverage or uh, zone coverage. So um, I can honestly, yeah, I, I do. I do like the way that Robert Sala is probably going to mold that defense and I can see him going to the jets. 
but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say somebody that is just like one piece away in their secondary. I can see him going to the Giants mm-hmm. and going 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 the other way, playing in the same stadium, but going the other way. Wouldn't that really piss Robert Sala off though? <laughs> <laughs> he came to New York, just not your team. Yeah, I, I think they're one piece away from having a good secondary. Um and that'd be fun to watch him and Jabril yeah. Peppers and, and the rest of those and, guys. And and the way the NFC East is loaded up on receivers. Yeah. I mean, it, every team in the East should be looking to load up on DBs <laughs> just yeah. to compensate. I don't not think us. No, not the Eagles, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I don't no. think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna bring Antonio Brown back, and here's why. If they bank on Mike Evans staying healthy, if they bank on Chris Godwin actually showing his talent in big games. Actually, Middletown guy. Middletown zone. We're right here That's in Middletown. Right. That's Middletown right. Middletown zone. Um, and I, I also seen one more thing about Antonio Brown, why he's not coming back to uh, Tampa Bay. It's because of Scotty Miller and how insane he is. <laughs> they don't really need a third guy. I mean, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was pretty much, he came back there to play with his boy. He got his wishes. He got him a Super Bowl, which everybody, just from his, you know, his Hall of Fame resume that just yep. added a, a ring to it, right? But now you got all those accolades out the way. Now I think he's probably going to go somewhere where they're going to bank on him coming in and making an impact and being a veteran on the field. Um, and I think he just goes down to someplace like Miami. Okay. If they can't get their receiver in the draft, this would be cool to watch him and Devontae Parker um, as an X and Y out there, yeah. maybe he just might play in the slot. Maybe they might get a, a mm-hmm. you know, an, an X guy and, or a Y guy and have him play as a Z. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I don't, I don't see him coming back to Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think they're going to be stacked there. And if Tampa Bay, if New England doesn't pick him up, I think Tampa Bay might pull the trigger on somebody like Rondell Moore. Cause you know how Tom Brady loves his slot guys. <laughs> it's crazy. He needs another Edelman. Yeah, are you gonna see Edelman come out of retirement like Gronk and be like, ah, no. never mind. No, no, no that, that ain't happening. That no. I, I can almost guarantee he's no. gonna have CTE just like Wes Walker. They've taken yeah, poor they, guy. T- they took a beating. No kidding. Man. They were asked to do a lot. Um, Even more so than that, his knee is just shot. like I mean, yeah. it, that, that thing's been cut open nine times. I mean, it's. Just, he he can't play at that level anymore with with that knee, and I think that finally just it all hit him, and he was yeah. like, "I'm done." Yeah, yeah. My wife said, "I want him back in Pittsburgh. He's not coming." He's, back. No, he's, he's not walking back in a, in a locker room. Especially with ben. being Ben's last year, <laughs> man. Could you imagine that? Oh, you don't messed up my last year, man. All they gotta do is get in one argument, and Antonio <laughs> Brown just literally just drop passes the whole game. They don't yeah. need that. They don't need that. Uh, no. Nah. That aggravation, that that distraction. Nah. And I don't think Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger's relationship is as good enough for him to convince him to come to Pittsburgh again. Nah. Um, Le'Veon Bell has a better chance of going back, not Antonio Brown. Which was an honorable mention for me, <laughs> by the way. Um, So, there goes my, my camera freezing again. Yep. Players with the most pressure this season. So, I like this topic. We'll go through this real quick. We all picked one. Yeah. Um, and I think it was pretty obvious <laughs> on uh, who Bill and um, and Don pick, but uh, we'll get it to Don. You go ahead and and knock okay. it out first. Go for it. Well, obviously, I'm I'm going to say Carson Wentz. Uh, I'll run down a few reasons real quick. Keep it quick, and we'll move on. Um, 
2021 third round, 2022 conditional second round, which should be a first. That's a, that's a <laughs> decent amount to give up. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That was a joke. Is his productivity under Frank Wright going to return? Is he going to bury the old habits from 2018 to 2020? Is he going to prove that a change in management is what needed and not have a decline in performance? $25 million in 2021 from the Colts, $15 million in 2022. And then, of course, that possible first round 2022. Can he outperform the expectations? He's got all that weighing on him. He's got a lot to prove. Yep. You know, I, I almost put him as mine. I understand. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. So Rob, go ahead and handle All it. All right. Handle it. Handle so, this. Again, I'm gonna I gotta defend the man. Like I'm 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 the only one and I feel like I, he he was in yeah, such you a need bad defender because I'm not going no, to. He, this is, he he's got so much pressure because you know, again, if the draft goes the way I wrote it up. He's already out of a job, so he, he's that close. <laughs> That's very true. To being a clipboard holder, like yeah. if, this this this, but, this pick might be null and void. If, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like in a week, this could be totally irrelevant. But this is his last shot. Yeah. He's coming up. He's going to come up to the end of this deal. He's going to Carolina as the starter. You know, again, assuming they don't draft a QB at his number eight. If you know, it's all moot if they do. Um. You know, everybody makes excuses for Sam about how much the Jets sucked around him, but you know, you can look at the tape and see he made poor decisions. I mean, it's pretty plain to see. Yeah. Um, if he can show in the camp and the start of the season that he belongs, he might, you know, get another shot. He's this is his make it or break it to get a starter extension contract or a clipboard holder extension contract to go be a back. He'll be a backup the rest of his career. This is his shot. This is it. And, and that's where I feel like the pressure is on him to perform because now he doesn't have the excuse of being on the jets. You got CMC behind you. You know, you, you've got a team, you know, go do better than Teddy Bridgewater did last year. I know that's not a very high bar, but He's got to perform like this is his one shot. So that's where I look at it. You know, like as a as a player, as a are you going to be able to be a starter in this league? Like that's it. Hopefully Slade's not watching during my pick because I'm going up next. <laughs> Slade's the the resident Carolina fan. Yeah. Same stats. It's the same one. Sam Darnold. Oh, there you go. I'm about I to talk him into it. One. All right. <laughs> I almost picked Carson Wentz. But for the same exact reason, Sam Darnold, if this draft goes really well for Carolina and they don't draft a quarterback, then you're in a situation where you cannot lose. You're given every gift to mankind to do well on offense. Now, if you have a terrible year, it's your own fault. Just like with Carson. I said this before. If he does terrible, that team is ready to win. I mean, you literally were just handed a, a fully built team and was like, here you go, Carson. If you lose, it's your own fault because they're giving you every chance. But Sam Darnold, I don't care what anybody says. 
I saw the video of him going to go see his family when he got traded, and every time he was high five on somebody, I just thought about he's he's the new Ellen DeGeneres. You get an interception, you get an interception. <laughs> hey, this dude's gonna be throwing in triple coverage like the whole time. He did it while he was with the Jets. He did it when he was at USC. Like I told people, just he's gonna have the Zach. Well, Zach Wilson's gonna have the Sam Darnold syndrome because <laughs> of the fact that they should have stayed in college one more year, and now. Colin Cowherd and everybody else is blowing Zach Wilson's head up just like they did with Sam Darnold with with him. Yep. And now you got this mentality that oh yeah I'm I'm the man I'm just gonna believe everybody that you know the weapons that I had were trash the running back that I had was trash you know the offensive line was trash you can't come out and say that you're seeing ghosts and I I don't know man I don't that was I don't... a horrible that was a horrible look <laughs> I'm seeing ghosts yeah <laughs> I mean I understood what he was saying. But even my wife was sitting down here, like watching the game with him playing. She's like, "Did he?" They were. It was like they were in the red zone. I mean, doing like making a drive, and he threw into like four defenders. She's like, "Why would you throw that?" Never played baseball or football a day in her life, right? And she even knew like, what was he looking at? <laughs> Throwing into red jerseys. <laughs> They're on the green team. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold to me, if you don't do well. Brother, this is going to be Teddy. Okay. And then another thing, and then we'll move on. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater statistically had a better year than Sam Darnold, but you trade it to get somebody that was statistically worse. If you're looking at the stats, how in God's yeah. green earth does that make any type of sense? Uh, He's I, mean, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, it's listen, uh, Teddy, Teddy's, Teddy's a great feel-good story, you know, for coming back from what he coming came back, back from. Exactly. Um, he's a very low ceiling of what of what you can get out of him. Like, you know what he sure. is. He's not necessarily going to lose your games, but he's not going to win you four or five games a year either. Um, listen, I, I'm, I'm with you on Sam. I I think he has a good year. Um, you know, you're, you're going to you're gonna have McCaffrey back. That seems a lot better now. It already has a decent defense. Um I think I think Sam's good. I, I think Sam got very gun shy, um, and it, those teams were terrible. I mean, as you know, <laughs> as much as we talked about Carson, um, he was going through the same thing up there that Carson was. I mean, he had no weapons, offensive line couldn't block for more than two seconds. You're just you're not going to succeed in the NFL that way. You're not. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm gonna go out know, on a limb. I, I, I'm gonna go on a limb and say this about Sam Darnold. Do I think he's terrible? The worst thing since. What was the boy that we was talking about from UCLA? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Josh Rosen. Rosen. Josh yeah. Rosen. I'm not saying he was Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen was absolute trash too. Yeah. But And you were right about it. I, I was absolutely right about Josh Rosen. Sam Darnold does have talent and you can see it, right? Yep. But I think he would benefit from them drafting somebody like Trey Lance and then Trey Lance coming in there and bombing a few games. And then him getting his ego right and getting his ego checked at the door. And and then he would come back and have a good season. I think I think that's what Sam Darnold needs. I don't think he needed to get traded away. I think he needed to get replaced by somebody that you he can't do that though, because if, if you no. draft if you draft Lance and you start playing him, you you're never going back to Darnold. No. Like you're you're, no, you're wasting a seventh overall pick on yep. Lance. He's gonna play. But but Bill, let me tell you, the Panthers are known to do dumb. I was gonna say Matt Rule might not make those that kind of decision. Matt Rule drafted all defensive players last year. Anything is possible. (laughs) 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 All right, Bill. Yeah, Carson. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I 
I don't know how many times I've talked about this uh, yeah. between my show, between casual conversations. Um, you know, it's you know, as much as I love him, he he's got he's got a, he's got a ball out this year. Um, yep. yeah, I think yeah. he's going to. Uh, I think the Eagles absolutely did him dirty, um, and they're doing the same oh, yeah. thing. Jay, they're doing the same thing to Jalen Hurts right yep. now, like literally yep. starting it over verbatim. It's crazy. Um, you know, he's you know, like you said, he's going to a team that is ready to win. Um, if they yep. go there, they're resigned. Ty Hilton, they got Moncrief there. Um, I I think they're actually a sneaky team. Um, to land like an Antonio Brown type guy because they have so much money, um, and he could he could really help them. Um, they have Jonathan Taylor. They're gonna right. get Marlon Mack back, which nobody's talking about. The dude, he's a thirteen hundred yard running back. Yep. You know, the first two years in the league, he missed all this. He played played a half of the game. We talked about um, that a couple shows ago. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Marlon Mack back. is gonna benefit, or Justin, or Jonathan Taylor is gonna benefit from Marlon Mack being yep. back. Yep. That's a two headed beast. Yep. Um, that's going to be a two-headed monster. I mean, those guys are going to be fresh, and they're going to keep coming at you. Uh, and, and I'll tell you right now, Zach Ertz is going to end up in, in Indianapolis. So um, once the Eagles figure out what they're going to yeah. do, whether they're going to cut him or trade him or whatever the hell they're going to do with him, if they cut him, he's going straight to Indy, I promise. Um, that team, that <laughs> no team's ready to go. They already have a very good defense. We talked about, you know, we talked about oh, Houston yeah. earlier. Um, he, he's got it, you know, it's – I hate to say it, but it's a career-defining year for him. It really is. It is. Um, two, 2017, if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's the MVP of the league. Right. He's the MVP of the league, and he's and he's going in with probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl like they did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 18 and 19, statistically, they weren't as good, but he's still a good years. And he got, you know, for for lack of a better term, he took two crappy teams to the, to the playoffs right? Um, on his back. And then last year was what it was. Um you know, I I do think you, there's there's something to be said, and maybe how he handled it. But you know, I also think if you're if you're saying the guy's your franchise quarterback, you're not drafting a kid with as high a profile as Jalen Hurts in the second round either. Yeah, that's true. Gene said Marlon Mack yeah, free agent. Did uh, you check he, that? No, yeah, I just did. He he re-signed for a one year, two million. Just a, who a, said that? Uh, Gene. Gene Gene in the comments thought he was still a free agent. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> he re-signed him to a one-year deal. I, I was kind of actually looking at Gene's comments here. He he says uh, nobody thinks Matt Stafford has pressure. The Rams traded a lot for the dude. I mean, you're not wrong, but I don't think Matt Stafford feels the pressure. He's Matt, gonna, he's Matt gonna come felt in the pressure already for years. He's gonna come yeah. in and ball out in L.A. He 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 is yeah. so Matt ecstatic. Stafford can't possibly go to a worse situation than he just came from. He is ecstatic exactly. about being out of Detroit. Worst like, city, like exactly. he has already won at this point. Like I don't think that qualifies as pressure. That's something else. You and know, he like, played against Aaron Rodgers twice a year and got absolutely obliterated. And then when yeah. the Vikings were good too, like. Yep. People, yep. And then the Bears too. When, Everybody when the Bears were clicking, they were good. I mean, he had to go against Khalil Mack twice yeah. a year too. Like, <laughs> I, I'll tell you why Stafford doesn't have that much pressure. In my opinion, he doesn't have to change anything he's doing. If he nope. goes there and he is Matt Stafford, like all yep. he has to do is be himself. If he yep. if he has the year that he's had the last eight years in Detroit yep. Yep. on horrible teams. Yep. The Rams are going to be really freaking sure. good. And the like, thing really yeah, he, he's already on a Hall of Fame track playing on a yeah, horrible yeah. team. Oh, yeah. And he, the he, thing about Matt Stafford is you're going to a team. I'm not comparing anybody to Calvin Johnson. This is just like right. just making a comparison to having good receivers versus bad. Your only good receiver when Calvin Johnson was there was Nate Burleson, who was okay. Like he's not going to, but you got. 
three good receivers, <laughs> a good tight end, a good offensive line, good running backs, the, and an awesome defense who's going to carry you yeah. through the rest of the season. Yep. And yeah, they're yeah the. If we had to talk about the people that had the most pressure, Detroit as a team has the most pressure <laughs> to do well. And they, they do they really though? Fell. I mean, how low are yeah. the expectations? There are no expectations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get over to the uh, NFL goat discussion. So uh, this has been a fun show so far, but we're just gonna go through this. Uh, this was um this was actually pretty fun to make versus our defensive uh, like the offensive that we could have guessed right yeah sure it was a cool discussion but this one i think is gonna get down to a little bit of the nitty-gritty but uh we'll see what's going on so our nominees though so our nominees for the nfl goat were reggie white bruce smith uh for dn Everybody had that across the board. Yeah, no, like, nobody nominated anybody else. <laughs> defensive tackle is a little. Oh, really? Yeah. No, nobody else voted for it. Uh, Joe Green, um, Aaron Donald, Alan Page, Bob Lilly, and John Randall. So that was a pretty colorful list. Little, little Outside spread. linebacker, everybody had Lawrence Taylor. Yep. Jack Ham and Derek Thomas came down to. Uh, yeah, it the came. It came down yeah. to one vote. Cornerbacks. This was. Um, I don't know why I have Brian Dawkins in there, but it was, how did Brian Dawkins end up on the corner? No, 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 no. It was Deion Sanders, Rod Woodson. Ah, uh, crap! I forget the other one. Those are the two I voted for, so I don't know who the third one would have been. Uh, oh, it was <laughs> me. It was yeah. me. I had Charles Woodson. Oh, okay. It was me. Okay. Um, in, in, in your defense, he was my third. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Middle linebacker Ray Lewis. Everybody had him. Dick Butkus, uh, Junior Sal, and Jack Lambert, and then safety. Ed Reed, Ronnie Lott, and Brian Dawkins. So, after all the votes came down, the the, the six that we ended up with, the the finalists, we picked two from each one, and then we seed. I seeded them according to how many Number how many votes, votes that we yeah. had, just like we did with offensive players. So, it was Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Lawrence Taylor, Jack Ham, Deion Sanders, Rod Woodson, Ed Reed, Ronnie Lott, Ray Lewis, Dick Butkus. Mean Joe Green and Aaron Donald made it in yeah. there, even though he's not even in the Hall of Fame discussion. But oh, I mean, if he but, retired tomorrow, he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things like you look at Luke Keekley and stuff like that and can determine if he could be a Hall of Famer or not based off his potential. But who the hell didn't vote for Rod Woodson? Who didn't vote for Rod Woodson? Yeah, how's he the 11th seed? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah, he, he put Charles oh Woodson ahead of Rod Woodson. Yeah, <laughs> all right. It was me. All right. So let's okay. let's go ahead and get into set the bracket up. The bracket. Let me go ahead and set it up here. Uh, we'll do it live. Yeah. Which one was it? Oh dang! I didn't get all myself screwed up. Oh, here it is. It's this one right here. There it is. Bam. That big one. All right. So there the bracket, go. it is here. First, we got Jack Ham versus Ed Reed. This is a fun one. So what do we have here, gentlemen? Um, my vote is going to be for Ed Reed. I think he was just generationally one of the best safeties ever. He could do it all. There's not, he wasn't bad at one thing. I mean, Jack, Jack Ham has four rings. I mean, that was like the, and a seven time all pro. So that's but, your vote? No. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not. Ed, Ed Reed's accomplishment. No, no, no. I mean, I'm trying to make the argument for Jack Ham. I mean, he was an incredible player and an anchor of that Steeler defense. I mean, they won four Super Bowls. Yeah. With Terry Bradshaw quarterback. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'm a little biased because I grew no. up in Baltimore. Terry Bradshaw's most overrated NFL player ever. Ever. I, I beg to differ. Dan Fouts. No, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw was way worse than Dan Fouts. I'll tell you why it's not Dan Fouts. Because nobody ever in their nobody have I've ever met said Dan Fouts was the best quarterback ever. I know a ton of people think Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> Just ask that all of Steelers. Yeah, Nation, the only right? reason Terry Bradshaw yeah. is there is because of Super Bowls. That's, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, it, I but, could have played quarterback for that team. But but yeah, I, I got to go with Ed Reed. Okay, I, I mean he he um seven return touchdowns on his career, including the longest in history that 107 yard backbreaker against the eagles back in 08 surprise surprise yes. yeah all right don I'm a, okay don. uh this was this was tough to start it off with i mean i i admire ed reed yeah. a, a ton but what i really liked was jack ham's 32 interceptions mm-hmm. 21 fumble recoveries Good including point. three for a touchdown Get him, John. Get him. The four, the four rings, the seven-time All-Pro, and the eight-time Pro Bowl. So I, I'm going Jack Ham. Gotcha. All right. So Bill, you got the same thing. I'm guessing. The answer is Jack Ham. Ed Reed shouldn't be on this list. Brian Dawkins <laughs> is better than Ed Reed as an overall safety. Ed Reed was great at interceptions. Brian Dawkins dwarfs him in every other category for a safety. Jack. Jack Ham. Jack Ham's the answer. All right. So then my wife was the deciding factor on this one. Uh, she went Jack Ham. Th- you know she did. <laughs> yeah. Steelers fan. Of course. Yep. yep. Thank you, Heather. Yes. All right. Deion Sanders versus Aaron Donald. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. I mean, it's an uphill, it's an uphill battle for yeah, Aaron Donald. A, yeah. So Aaron Donald, I just don't think, has a full career of work yet. Yep. Yeah. Three, three more years, even like. This could be a different answer, but it's Dion. I mean, I mean, I I think all of us are pretty much going to go Dion Sanders on this. Yeah, it's a pretty quick yeah. one. So yeah. I'm gonna just go ahead and put it forward. Yeah. But based okay. off of the respect, I think you yeah. have to put him here. Um, yep. I mean, Aaron Donald's still probably the best defensive player in the league. Um, oh, but it, it, again, he's in the middle of his career. He's not. Done. I mean, the the, right. the fact that he's on this list as Correct. a goat in the middle of his career, still in his prime, like. <laughs> so that, does, that says a lot. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah. My argument against Aaron Donald, though, even though I know he has a strength to bust through the line and he gets double and triple team, yeah. what would he be without the rest of those teams? Like if he was in Detroit, how good would he be? Better than Sue when he was in Detroit. But I'm I'm just saying Jalen Ramsey is shutting True. down people, and then you had Michael Brockers and you know. Yeah, but Jalen Ramsey kind of like lends credence to Aaron Donald. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was doing the same thing at Jacksonville on a terrible team. Yep. That's true. That well, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jacksonville fan. That's true. Yeah. All right. So just go ahead and submit this. So Deion Sanders wins. Yeah. Just yeah. Aaron Donald is like an honorable mention because we think he's going he's, yeah. he's gonna to get to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I mean, sure. if it's stopped today, the dude just off his dominance. Um, Rod Woodson and Bruce Smith. This is another fun one. I, this is brutal. Yeah. This is like a, yeah. this is a brutal match. It makes it hard. So, yeah. And one of these two is yeah. not going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just based off of that late 80s to early 90s Buffalo Bills team, I mean, 
it's hard to say to not put Bruce Smith up there. I mean, he still has the sack mm-hmm. record. And <laughs> yet, I mean, and, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but I feel like Bruce Smith got a lot of his stuff because he played for so long. I mean, he played 19 seasons. That's a good point. I mean, but Rod Woodson let, played a go, long time. Uh, too. <laughs> Rod Woodson played 17. That's what. It was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Rod Woodson did make an all pro as a corner, a safety and a kick returner. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had 17 return touchdowns. Yeah. Played in three Super Bowls and only won one, but Bruce Smith obviously was 0 for 4 Bruce pretty famously. Bruce and, it's, and it's pretty brutal to win f- or to lose four Super Bowls <laughs> in, in a row. In a row. I can't fathom that. Dude. I mean, how you, brutal is that? You you you, you got to figure every year they're like, all right, we're gonna win this year, right? Like we right. can't we can't we can't lose three in a row, right? Yep. And then they yep. lose and they go back like we can't yep. lose four in a row, can yeah. we? Lost I mean, it, yeah, that's worse than being undefeated like the Patriots were and losing in the Super Bowl. I mean, you don't oh, lost way four worse. Oh, yeah, way worse. in a row. Yeah. All right, so who who's voting for what? You, uh, was that your vote? For yeah, Bruce? that was that was my vote for Bruce, just based off of he was. I understand Rod yeah. Woodson did all of sure. that and made Pro Bowls and all those different positions, but Bruce Smith was dominant, man. I'm, I had to, I had to go back and look at the sure. tape. Don, what do you think? I mean, it was razor thin, though, because I respect what Rod Woodson did for a for very sure. long Don, time. Dante, this is all your fault that this is even a matchup because you didn't vote for Rod Woodson. Correct. <laughs> he should not be this low of a C. Yeah, this uh, shouldn't even be a matchup. So right. the rest of you guys got Rod Woodson? No, hang on. <laughs> Go ahead, Don. Rod Woodson? I, I'm going to keep it quick. Uh, I'm going to give a couple positive points on each. With Bruce Smith, I mean, it makes it tough. 10-plus sacks for 13 of his 19 seasons. It's insanity. That mm. is crazy. But with Rod Woodson, 71 interceptions, 12 for touchdowns, plus the return yards, return touchdowns. I gave the nod to Woodson, but it was close. Okay. Me and me and Don are like best friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, you uh, you obviously got Rob Woodson too. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm literally still debating, like only because like like obviously growing up as like an Elway guy, like you know, like we had battles against Buffalo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've watched Bruce Smith so much as a mm-hmm. kid, and how good he was, and I just also remember like. Rod Woodson being on Pittsburgh and how much I hated him because he was so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm still mad at Dante. Um, <laughs> but that made it interesting, right? I didn't do it on purpose. I just thought Charles Woodson. And that's uh, basically because I, 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 I watched yeah, You know what? I'm going with my gut here. I'm going with Woodson. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I I got to give it to Bruce Smith. Okay. He, he was defensive player of the year twice, yep. and he was on the – all decade team for both the 80s and the 90s he's like one of the very few people to span a couple of decades of that much dominance um i mean he's first all time in sacks by one or two right um but yeah i gotta give it to him 279 games played i was gonna say 279 games is a lot (laughs) here we go Um, steeler yeah, they're gonna give it to the, to the vote. Yeah, I'll give it to Rod, Rod. Woods and makes that's... it through his eleven seed. All right. Hey, I <laughs> don't. You, I don't. Um, I don't disagree. Though. No, this I can't. Was, this I can't was probably disagree. the toughest one on this list. Th- this bracket is brutal. Yeah, Ronnie Lott and Dick Butkus. This this was this one wasn't much better. A couple of mean hard hitting guys. I think Old the last one was yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think the last one was worse. But uh, you're yeah. talking about transcending the position itself. Um. 
and I think that was came down to my decision. I mean, Ronnie Lott, uh, honestly, Ronnie Lott did the same thing at the safety position. He sure yeah, did. He did. But who are you talking about here? That's, 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 yeah. that's, that's, I literally saying that. I thought you were talking about Ronnie Lott. Yeah. But did, Buckus did too. I mean, yep, he did. You can't even talk about linebacker without mentioning Dick Buckus if you know anything about the position. I mean, the monsters of the midway don't exist without him. However, yeah, I say I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you bring up yeah. all time like safeties yeah. without so, mentioning Ronnie Lott right away. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm I'm gonna go early. I'm picking Ronnie Lott. Dick Dick Buckus only played nine seasons. Yep. He got he got cut short by a knee Boom. injury, and he never played in a conference or league championship game. I mean, for me, yeah. That, I for mean, those it's reasons, tough. it's tough. I I mean I, I mean I talked about Dick Buckus, but I'm going Ronnie Lott. I mean, listen, any guy who literally chops off the finger of his tip or the tip of his finger yeah. in the game, so then go back in the game and then finish the game, uh, I'm voting Ronnie Lott. <laughs> people, like, people also don't realize um, Don probably has this, but um, he had way more interceptions than people give him credit for. Sixty three. Yeah. yeah, like so people, people always, yep, five people, touchdowns. yeah, people always think of him as just a hard hitting, like run stopping safety. He was excellent in coverage, you know, yeah. pretty much all the way throughout his entire career. Um, it's you know, that's why most people rank him as the best safety after so ever. Sorry, yeah, uh, I'm picking, yeah. I'm picking Ronnie a lot. Cool, and, Don, and, who you got? And add to that, not only 63 interceptions, five for touchdowns, 17 fumble recoveries, right. nine postseason interceptions. <sighs> That so, feels it right there, Ronnie Lott. I I'm gonna go out here and say, I'm gonna just go out on a limb. If I had to ask these two players personally, would the safety position be the way it was, especially in the early 2000s and all all in the 90s? John Lynch and Ed Reed are gonna say Ronnie Lott. I tried to model my game after hitting the crap out of people the way that I'll give, did. I'll, and I'll give you another one to add in that because he played against them, but he was more, he was, he was younger in his career when Ronnie was, was getting out, but they did play against each other in the one Super Bowl. Steve Atwater was the same way. St sure. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yep. Steve Atwater. Good point. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the the second round here, yeah. man. I I love this defensive right. Yeah, it, it, it literally <laughs> came down to like choosing the red pill or the blue pill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, just based off of what I put in my Mount Rushmore of players, I'm just gonna stay with that. Um, I know we can base this off of anything, right? Stats. Yeah. I just think Reggie White. Everybody says an incredible human being. The defensive end position. Um, if he would have played a little bit longer. I mean, he's he's amazing from from I mean, even the friendship that he had with Chris Carter and all that, trying sure. to get him to turn his life around. He got to got to give him some credit in doing that as well. But uh, as a player, he was dominant, man. Yeah. I mean, literally Aaron Donald at defensive end. <laughs> I mean, yeah. completely honest. So yeah. my, my vote's going to be for Reggie White. I appreciate what Jack Ham did, but Reggie White is my vote. Yeah. Uh, this is real easy for me. Um. You know, he yeah. was an eagle, um, but always be an eagle. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was obviously good at Green Bay, and he, he's still good in Carolina. Uh, but some of the things you touched on, which were good too, uh, he was probably a better person off the field than he was as a player on the field. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 crazy when it kind of came full circle because you look at like how uh, Brian Dawkins connects with our fan base. Um, same type of person. Um, mm -hmm. sure. You know, very very faith. You know, faith based. Uh, great teammate. 
Uh, great locker room guy and, and awesome on the field, but a better person. Uh, and Reggie White was just incredible. He's an incredible football player. Um, you know, again, the fact that you had him and Bruce Smith playing at the same time is yeah, yeah, insanity. I wish I was a little um, bit older to realize the what you were I watching. I mean, I, I have to go back and watch tapes, but watching in real no. time, I wish I could have yeah. understood. Yeah. No. I was, you know, I was 12 or 13 watching, you know, you know, or even, well, even a little younger than that, but I was still 12 or 13 when these guys were in their prime and like really like starting to like, again, and like having it from like my family and my father and everybody like, like, watch this guy. Like you don't, you know, you're watching something like yeah. that you're not going to see again, probably. Um, and he was right. I mean, Reggie White is an all time player. So sure. it's Reggie yeah. White for me. Okay. Don. Okay. Well. Uh, as was said, I do appreciate the stats and everything that Jack Ham did, but 198 sacks in 232 games yeah. and 13 consecutive Pro Bowls, three interceptions, two fumble recovery touchdowns. Yeah, Reggie White, even yeah. if I wasn't an Eagles fan, yeah. it, it'd yeah. be Reggie White. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even matter. You, yeah. This guy was just... I mean, like I said, my, my Mount Rushmore, the only reason he made it over Deion Sanders as a defensive Mount Rushmore guy is I have to consider the outside guy, too. He's, yep. he's who you want to model yourself yep. after on Absolutely. the field and off the field. Sure. Rob, who you got? For sure. Uh, I think it's an easy pick for Reggie White for me. I mean, yep. you mentioned he, he, got those, he has two fewer sacks than Bruce Smith in 47 fewer games. Yep, good point. Right. I mean... It's kind of nuts. Well, I mean, you, he only missed eight games in 15 seasons. Well, you heard Don say it, too, when you sacks compared to games played. Up until, I want to say, it was probably like to like a season or two to go, he was he was averaging a sack a game for his career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. it started he, to drop at the end because yeah. he started playing more he, games than sacks. Actually, but yeah, I have it. When you're, got, when he, you're Go 12 games or 12 seasons into your career yeah. and you're averaging a sack a game. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. He, he played 121 games for the Eagles. He had 124 sacks. There you go. Insane. <laughs> and he went to Green Bay and is their all-time sack leader too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They try to claim them all the time, but they can kick rock. Yeah. <laughs> he only had 68 sacks in Green Bay. Yep. Yeah. He's an Eagle. He's an Eagle. Yeah, yeah for life. That's so right. this, this is a fun one. This is a fun one. I, I think this is probably the, the funnest C one out of all. A couple of the biggest personalities. Oh, yeah. And and Deion Sanders <laughs> wasn't really like – he gets his misconception that he used to talk trash and all that, but he was just a competitor. He was flashy, though. Yeah, he was flashy. Yeah, I mean, the high step. You look good, you play like, good. Exactly. <laughs> Florida State the, guy for the, me. Oh, yeah, I know. You and your FSU uh, guy. Uh, so here it comes. Here but, comes the But You sound like but, a trail now. Actually, as Don knows, I'm not biased to my teams. I grew up in Baltimore watching this guy. My tattoo on my arm is a Ray Lewis quote. Presence and essence always determines respect. So I'm going to have to go with Ray Lewis on this one. <laughs> Not nah, just based off his you body work, tattooed man. on your arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just based just based off of his. Uh, I mean, it's a true quote, though. Sure. I, I, that stuck with me for a long time. But based off of what Ray Lewis did on the field, there is. I mean, even before Ed Reed got there, that defense started with ray lewis terrell suggs would not be terrell suggs i don't even think ed reed would be ed reed without ray lewis up the middle it's kind of like how tampa bay designed tampa 2 based off of that was john lynch's you know it's all driven to him you yeah, know yeah. It, you don't go through the baltimore's defense without going through ray lewis first so with that 
I understand how dominant Deion Sanders is, and I can be very, <laughs> very yeah. biased with the Florida State stuff, but I don't know, man. Just and I guess it's because I watched so many Ray Lewis games. It's I gotta go with that. It might not be the best pick, but sure. I gotta hey, go. With, no. I'm going with my gun on this one. Get you. Can we go next? Yeah, man. go ahead. All right. All right. So I mean, this is a tough one. I mean, the one thing I give Dion, he was in the middle of that '90s 49ers Cowboys rivalry. He won consecutive Super Bowls, one for each. <laughs> like the Niners beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game and won the Super Bowl, and the next season the Cowboys beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game and won the Super Bowl. Like. In back-to-back years, and I mean, there was nothing like him. He was faster than everybody. He was flashier than everybody. I mean, at the end of the day, he only had he had 22 total touchdowns. Um, but I look at Ray Lewis. I mean, he's the only player with a career over 40 sacks and over 30 picks. 20 fumble recoveries, you know, 50 total takeaways, which is second among linebackers since the merger. And he was Defensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP. In the same season, I, which I never happens. Forgot I, about I, that. And so, like, it, it, you never see a defensive player win Super Bowl MVP. Period. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that tips it for me. I got to give it to Ray Lewis. All right, Bill, who you got? This is tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. I mean, you're 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 debatably arguing the best cornerback versus the best middle linebacker ever. Um, they both have, you know questionable things outside the game agree um nobody really knows what happened in ray lewis's limo that night um i know sometimes that's why i had to wear long sleeves <laughs> <laughs> i just like the quote that's it <laughs> um you know uh this this to me i, I this is going to sound weird and I, I probably don't mean it the way it's going to come off but i think ray lewis was more of a complete football player mm-hmm. um the one thing I always hated about Dion is he wouldn't he just wouldn't tackle people. He would owe late I mean, tackles all the time. I hundred percent agree. He even there's... came out and said the one time He'd that make a business decision. Yeah. Well, he said if somebody's faster than me, I just I just let him go. He he came out and said that. But he said <laughs> you're not going to beat me in the red. Yeah. Zone. <laughs> and there's the funny videos you could find of like where he's like literally just laying on the ground. I hope somebody trips over him. Yeah. Like. It's, or pass it's, interference it's, people because he gets yeah, beat. He tackles like a kicker. It's crazy. Yeah. Pass interference is better than a touchdown. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Dion, Dion is a character, but I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Ray Lewis. Oh, I did wow. not expect you to say that. All right, Don. Well, Ray. All right. Well, I I like how you said that, Bill, about the complete football player, because that that's how I would describe Ray Lewis. But the numbers just jumped out at me with Dion with the uh, interceptions the touchdowns the return yards the pro bowls the numbers just jumped a little higher than the complete football player i think Dion ruled at his time and and that was my pick wow so that next round reggie white versus ray lewis though that's gonna be fun right there all right so let's let's go to uh lt and rod woodson <laughs> these are all like, like crazy it's brutal um, it's brutal, but it's kind of easy. Yeah, yeah, this is easy for me. I mean, Lawrence Taylor. Like, yeah, it's just I, brutal I, to tell, to be like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I feel like we're on a collision course with two people here. Um, yeah. where this is going to end up. So, 
but yeah, Lawrence Taylor was <laughs> just a freak. I don't, know, I don't know. He's he was he was a little bit crazy. I yep. mean, you know all the stories where in between series he would go in the locker room and you know do a line and come back out and like rip somebody's oh, yeah. head off like, like john jones uh, i was on yeah. cocaine when i was champion <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh the dude was a wild man I, I don't i don't know what else to say but he's a hell of a football player um he he absolutely you know we, we we said this with with a couple of these other guys he revolutionized that position absolutely um he was the first guy to, to play that position that way and, you know, God love Bill Parcells for recognizing it. It was yeah. like, this is what we're doing with this guy. And there's no way the league has to be able to stop yeah. him. Yeah, they... um, and and that's what they did. So, I mean, this is, again, I love Rod Woodson. Uh, you know, uh, he's 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 incredible. I love uh, all this, these players, this, man. This, sure. this, was, yeah. this was a fun one because uh, I love but, them all for different reasons. But, uh, yeah, you got, you got is, Lawrence Taylor. This one's kind of <laughs> easy for me. It's just it's Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. yeah. This is probably the easiest one of the bracket just because of – LT, <laughs> yeah, and how dominant he was. So Don, I'd be surprised if you chose Rod Woodson, but we'll uh, see. Man. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the, I like Rod Woodson's numbers. I like his stats. I like him as a player. But you know, as much as I'm, uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor was a giant. You know, you got to respect what he did in the position. Thirteen years, ten Pro Bowls, nine nine year All Pro. You know. 11 forced fumbles that he recovered. Yeah, he 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 dominant. Dominant. Can't yeah. can't not the, vote for him. The the fear factor. Everybody was scared of him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean it, and that that to your point Bill, like the stand up pass rushing outside linebacker didn't exist yep. before LT. Nope. And now that that edge position is its own position, like, and yeah, it's so it. weird yeah, how yeah. how the people edge get, people get drafted in it now. Like exactly, that's, that's what they, exactly. That's what they project it, 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 it didn't exist before LT. Nope. It, yeah, I mean, really think about it, guys. Like, LT literally combined outside linebacker and DN. It's almost like going from cornerback to safety. It's hmm. like you go from outside linebacker to DN late in your career. I mean, look at Khalil Mack. He's he's the prime example of that, but he's. He's so talented too yeah. that it's ridiculous. But uh, sure. Ronnie Lott and Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green was one of the number one seeds or one of the top four seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh man, he, he was the cornerstone of the Steel Curtain defense. I mean, he, he four was. Super Bowls, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, it was. It, it's, I'm going. going I'm, mean it's Joe? tough. I'm going Ronnie Lott. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Joe Green. I'm, I'm gonna go Mean Joe. Okay. The nickname I, sells it too. I like that. I may have a commercial <laughs> too. Yeah, that, that one is a great commercial. Great, yeah, I think as great as Joe Green was, and he was. I, mm-hmm. I, I by no means take anything away from. He played with what four or five other Hall of <laughs> Hall Famers. Of Famers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you know by any means taints what he does, or you know, like you said, he was kind of the face of the Steel Curtain. Um. But didn't his job he play was a with easier pl- playing with certain people? Agreed. Yeah, but then Mean Joe Green. I think I saw something where it was like on offense and defense, those teams, the, everybody that he played with was like thirteen Hall of Famers or something like that. It yeah. was something ridiculous. Yeah. That's why a lot of people consider that that like that those Steelers teams like the best ever. Like yeah. it's like, like you said, you 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 throw a football somewhere, you're gonna hit a Hall of Famer on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was in- insane. Um, so I mean I think Ronnie I, I'm I'm just gonna go with Ronnie for that reason. That's really the only reason I have to argue against Joe Green. Gotcha. Okay, Don, who you got? Hey, I, once a couple stats that just jumped out 
on me with Joe Green. 181 games out of a possible 190 he played over 13 seasons. And in 13 seasons, he had 16 fumble recoveries. Like them numbers, but no, Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott? Yep. So I agree. This was this is probably the toughest one for me on this list because my bracket pretty much almost look exactly the same as this up to this point. And I had to go between Joe Green because he was such a trans... Well, he was that Steelers defense, right? But then I had to factor in the 13 other Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famers that he was on. Ronnie Lott was on good teams too, but he ain't played he with 13 Hall of Famers. Yep. Not like that. And no. Transcending the position, I mean, Joe Green, you could put up that he did that too, but we we seen two, and like I said, that outside right. linebacker to DN position where we're talking about edge guys, I can't put him up there for that reason, but you can't mention safety without mentioning Ronnie Lott, and that right. kind of just shoved him into my vote right there. But no, I can't hey, disagree. I can't. It, it's hey that that was a that was a tough one for me. All right, and then Reggie White versus Ray Lewis. <laughs> Reggie. Yeah. It's Reggie I, for me. I, I got Reggie. Reggie. All right. <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> so I, and I think, I think the next one's easy, too. That's why I said a couple minutes ago, I feel like I know where this is ending on. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's got LT on this one, right? It's LT yeah. for me. All right. Yeah. So as that, much as I like Ronnie Love oh, no better, kidding. I, I got to go yeah. LT. It's LT. So this was a almost uh, yeah, our uh, Mount Rushmore right here. Anybody, somebody had Reggie White and somebody either had Lawrence Taylor. But based off, I'll go first and get it out the way. Based off of my Mount Rushmore, the human being. I mean, if we're if we're sitting oh, here, yeah. Hall of Fame voters, and we we had to choose one of these players to put in, I gotta go with the whole package. I mean, if we're doing that with Terrell Owens, we gotta do that with these two. So my vote is for Reggie White. Uh, I will I will echo that. Um, you know, obviously, again, a little bit near and dear to my heart because he's an Eagle. But again, if if you're gonna if you're gonna take in the whole picture. Um, who he was as a player, I think they're I think they're close as a player. Um, you know, maybe you might give a slight edge to LT in that in that respect. Maybe um, you could you know you could argue it for days upon days. Don probably has numbers on both sides that would that would make an argument um, mm -hmm. good. Off the field, it's not close. Um, yeah, uh, Reggie White was you know a better human being. So yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's Reggie White. Don, who you got on this one? You know, it's funny you mentioned the Mount Rushmore because the way LT revolutionized that position is why I had him on my Mount Rushmore. But when I'm putting the two next to each other for GOAT status, looking at my numbers, Reggie White. Wow. Dude, I thought this was going to go the way. Rob, who you got? I, I got to make it a clean sweep. Like, Reggie <laughs> is the greatest – I mean, LT struck, I think, more fear, but Reggie dominated the game like nobody else. Like, you watch yep. the film and what he was capable of, you know, it, how many Hall of Famers did he make look ridiculous? Yeah. Like, he was so good. And, and the numbers show it, obviously. I mean... I mean, it would yeah. it would be it would be cool to create a formula. Maybe Don, you can do this. Create a formula <laughs> of like some some way since you're the the Excel spreadsheet guy. Yeah, <laughs> I never seen anybody better than him in a, on an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> but building a formula based off of whatever criteria and based off of stats, who would be the offensive and 
defensive goat. Like, I don't know what criteria that would be, how many games they played or whatever, but that would be interesting to see, like, if we just took the human factor yeah. out of it. Like, just right. based off the numbers, who's the, who's the GOAT based off of that? But maybe we can mm-hmm. have that discussion for another day. Hey, man, this was a great show. Yeah, it was a lot It of was. Um, Very good. I enjoyed it. It went a little bit longer than what we usually do, yeah. but hey, man, we got special guests in the house, so we don't usually do this too much. But uh, right. <laughs> next Thursday, we got the draft. We're doing it live. Doing it live. Um, yep. it's going to be fun. Come hang out with us. Shally, you're more than welcome to, to jump on the stream with us and watch with us. If you want to gene, uh, also, I, I might do that. I might do that. Dante, I'll be in touch guys. Honestly, thank you. So honestly, it was a pleasure. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. So love it. Everybody make sure love we it. check out, uh, you know, wire to wire. Hell yeah. Wire to wire. Yeah. I'm, I'm yep. see, I'm saying Dante, we got you in two weeks, I believe. Right. Yeah, in two weeks, on the 13th, I believe, I'll be down there at the Wire to Wire Studios. Cause, you're, uh, you're, you're coming in studio? Yeah, I'm coming in studio. All right. Yeah, I, I'm right. making the drive, bro. I know it's like 45 <laughs> away, cool. but I told my wife it's going to be a late night. Got to go hang out be with a late night. everything. It's 45 minutes from middle. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can hang out with Gene. Yeah, so it should it should be fun. So I'm, I'm really yes. looking forward to that. I, I like yep. collaborating with other podcasts. And like I told Gene, it's like we're – we're sparring partners trying to get each other ready for the next fight, you know? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not, it's not I mean, like it's competition, just, yeah. but we iron sharpens nah, iron around yeah. here. So if we both, if, if, if both shows are succeeding then everybody's succeeding, that's what everybody wants. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it's, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be better at, at your expense and, and, you know, and, and vice versa. So, well, what so, makes it cool about your show is you guys talk about all sports and we just talk about football. So, yep. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, it's like, Hey, if you guys want a second opinion, you might not agree with ours, but you might agree with theirs or, you know, right. get it, get a different perspective. Cause everybody sure. knows I, I, I watch all kinds of tape. This, this is what I, this is what I do. <laughs> um, you're going to you're gonna do some research for that show though. Who knows? I mean, yes, you are. Health, trying to think what will be going on by then i mean i don't know i'll throw some crazy stuff in there so you have to talk about it yeah for sure well I, like i told gene last week if it came down to football um or what other topics i would talk about or what other sports i would talk about of course mma is like it could yeah. be number one for me just because i was yeah. involved with the sport for so many years yeah but, um we, we talk about that a lot yeah and then number three is probably nhl um number Genius four probably <laughs> number four would probably be be racing and i know i, I mentioned lewis hamilton a couple times for you guys as goat bracket that dude is excellent and no nope. i'll talk i'll talk i'll talk auto, i'll talk car racing with you all day hey Gene's not gonna like that either hey we'll talk a little bit after the show but we'll go ahead and close it out for you guys thanks for coming through yeah. this week yeah. check out the merch check out wire to wire check out all of us man youtube afloat posters afloat posters we release a video on yeah. youtube yeah. every single day highlights of this exact yeah. show will be released every single day plus other cool videos like my check random out my top five quarterbacks. video that he posted check, check out, out rob's on on rob's his top five stadiums. so uh we'll catch you guys later uh we're signing out for today appreciate you guys Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. Find us on all your favorite music and podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to eastcoastgridiron.com.